Welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 51 of Can You Thirst Believe It and Goal. I can believe it, Ben. I think you asked me the same thing <laughs> last week for episode 50 and the week before that for 49. But I'm always excited to be here with you, Ben, recording these podcasts out in the cold. Nonetheless, we always record our podcasts outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. Yes, we have a little fire crackling in the background. Friday, what are you drinking over there? I see you have just, moved on to a new rye. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking a sip as you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to get into the the mood of our podcast here. Uh, and so I'm I'm just drinking some of the Clyde Mays rye and Coke. I did polish off that bottle of the Jim Beam rye, and we have no shortage of alcohol uh, on the podcast. So you know, next bottle up. All right, and I am drinking, continuing to drink, uh, the Aviation American Gin from Ryan Reynolds. This is a really, really good American winter gin. I have it with a little bit of rosemary as well as lime and tonic, and this is warming the cockles of my stomach <laughs> as we speak. Are you enjoying it, though, Ben? I love like this it? gin. Yeah, this gin a- is really, really good. It has a distinct flavor. Uh-huh. Uh, it's complex, but it's not too flowery with the spices, with the juniper and other spices that are sometimes included in these in these American style gins. It's really, really a smooth, complex but interesting flavor gin, and I highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, and for the price too, it's about twenty twenty five bucks or so. You know, you could just grab it anywhere. Really, I think it's available everywhere right now. But you let me sip on a little bit of that, and it was actually it was. I'm not a big gin drinker. But that was pretty good. Yeah. Like you said, it has that floral sort of flavor to it, and it's, it, it, it's really nice. Yeah, and some could be overwhelming uh, with the floral you know, spices, with the, with the floral accents as well as the spices, a lot of the uh, Asian spices as well, and some of the gins. But this is a really, really perfect gin for mm-hmm. the wintertime. Throw a little rosemary in there, cut a little spray oh, yeah. off your Christmas tree, and yeah. plunk it <laughs> right down in there, and it will add the, just the right amount of flavor. Uh-huh. And Ben... How was your week this week? My week was good. It was, uh, you know, it was a long week again. You know, up to the the Christmas holiday or the holiday, whatever holiday it is that you are yeah. celebrating and you yourself. Were, you were shopping today. I was. I was shopping today. My legs are a little bit tired. I don't know how people do this. Waiting for the last minute. I of You're course. One of those last this is when shoppers. you get the deals. This yeah. is when you get the deals. <laughs> Uh, it was actually less crowded than I expected last year. I think I took an Uber uh-huh. over to our <laughs> local to our local mall, or I'll park at a, a nearby strip mall and walk over. But today it actually wasn't as bad as I expected. But I got everything that I needed. Uh-huh. Uh, also, thank Just, you, you, Jeff to... Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Because I got some other things that came to the door that was helpful as well. I I find that that is the easiest way to shop, just to order everything you need and for those last-minute gifts. But but if you know what you're going in for, it's difficult difficult, to just walk down the aisles and and try to figure out things while you're at the mall because you'll never get what you actually want. But if you go in knowing what you want, then it's a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake, Except for parking. Parking sucks. Uh, The parking sucks. And eBay. I mean, eBay is a little uh, little anxiety-inducing. They tell you it's going to be here by the 24th. Yeah. But you're never quite sure if it is, in fact, going to make it here by the 24th. I never never trust eBay. I never shop on eBay. Because, yeah, it's like you said. You know, you can't trust the seller. You don't know who they are. Amazon is similar, but I feel more confident ordering from them. Absolutely. All right, Franny. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, this week, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news. We have a little bit of house 
keeping. We have our week 15. Week 15. Can you believe it? Jesus I Christ. I can't week believe 15, it. Going on to 16 now. Jeez. And we have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our playoff picture, which is shaping up. I mean, at the Rams... Oh. are out the rams those three games i was not able to watch any of the games tonight it is saturday night i was able to watch the end of that rams game but unfortunately i was at work but ben you did catch some of those uh, earlier games i did we'll talk a little bit about those i'm sure you will talk about those because i have no idea what happened i know who won but i don't know how the games actually went so you will talk about those in a recap uh we have our week 16 picks we have ben's betting corner i'm not sure if we're gonna have that lead-in music like we did <laughs> last week you might listen to it Again, if we Sonya might, makes an appearance, maybe yeah, we'll play it. She for has her. to. She definitely has to hear that. I, I, I think she'll be uh, quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rest of our listeners last week. Yeah, exactly. Apologies. Yeah, I didn't know your voice could get that high pitched. Yeah, yeah, I was excited. I was yeah. excited. You sounds like it. <laughs> Only two more weeks of gambling before the playoffs. Yeah, that is well. That is true, Ben. That is true. We have our shot of the week. We have our beverage of the week, which is another High West whiskey. We we did try one months back. This is uh, another offering from High West. Uh, we have our beer of the week, which is also uh, from El Segundo. Another offering. We've enjoyed their beers. They are fantastic. The oh, last absolutely. couple that we have tried, absolutely very good. Yeah, for anybody out there looking for a good beer, look for the El Segundo Brewing Company. Very good. Uh, we have our housekeeping. Yeah, Ben's been corner up there again I'm, i guess you're excited about that betting corner well oh actually the first <laughs> the first is just our fantastic oh, five or our sexy see, six as well I as our see. certified picks and if we have time as the show goes on we'll we'll do uh you know a little bit more in-depth betting analysis on all of the games but we want to get front a sexy six uh, maybe. or fantastic five parlay <laughs> you know along with uh the week 16 picks you know we'll get up we'll get those two things in tandem very good all right very good so first up NFL news. Uh, thank you, thank you all to our new listeners and all of our listeners out there. We really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to our show. Uh, we really, really appreciate all of the folks that are taking time out of their busy schedule to listen to Franny and I ramble on. Uh, listeners from across the world, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we had an interesting game this week between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. But there was a little bit of happiness even for Steeler fans involved in this game. It was the Edmonds brothers, the father who also played in the NFL. The Edmonds brothers fulfilled a lifelong dream in Sunday night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. According to Leo Roth of the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, Trey, Terrell, and Tremaine Edwins will make modern or did make modern era NFL history when they took the field. Trey and Terrell for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tremaine for the Buffalo Bills. Trey, 24, plays fullback and special teams for the Steelers, while Terrell, 23, is a starting safety. Tremaine, 21, anchors the Bills' defense at starting middle linebacker, according to Elias Sports Bureau. The last time three brothers appeared in the same game, same NFL game, was 1927, when Joe Cobb and Bill Rooney suited up for the Duluth Eskimos. Growing up in Dan River, Virginia, and separated by only three and a half years, the three brothers, sorry mom, the three brothers played every sport imaginable and even raced each other to see who could get to the dinner table first. Man, it got real competitive. I mean real competitive, Tremaine Edmund said. You can ask my brothers. There were times when you'd go like, I'm not playing today because I know it's going to go. But that's not how we are. When we get out there, the only thing on our minds is winning, especially in basketball. 
You couldn't even get through the game, but I think it's what made us the players we are today because we pushed each other so hard to be the best. So, Franny, three brothers playing in that Buffalo uh, Bills that's pretty, game. That's pretty Two for the Steelers, phenomenal. one for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not really an NFL news story, but just something that hasn't happened very often and hasn't happened in about, you know, 100 years, give or take. Yeah, pretty close to uh, it. I just thought it was an exciting thing, probably for the family. They had the mother and the father in the stands. During the game, yeah, uh, I just thought it was a really, really was pretty interesting. heartwarming story. As the Steelers got their, no, they didn't get their ass yeah, beat, yeah, but no. they they didn't play particularly. They were well. in that game. They were, and we'll talk more about that. But they were in that game. But it's pretty interesting that the same week that those three brother, brothers played in the NFL in the NBA, the Attentacumpo brothers. There was three brothers, really, one for the Lakers and two for the Milwaukee Bucks. They all three of them played. In the same or game? I, I think they were on the bench probably, but Giannis was definitely playing. Damn it. <laughs> he, played, <laughs> he played a little too well for the well, Lakers, but uh, it's pretty interesting. That Anthony would happen. Davis, not it would, 100%. It would, he was not. But it, it's pretty interesting that, that that would happen in the same week, both in the NBA and in the NFL. Yeah, so it was a really, I mean, the Steelers got beat in the game, but it was a really heartwarming moment, both for the parents as well as for the brothers. Uh, you know, not, you know, both of the players for the Pittsburgh Steelers are not regular starters, but the player for the Buffalo Bills is, in fact, a regular starter for them. It was just something that sort of took the edge off a horrible, horrible performance by yeah. but Devlin just, Duck. Just about how, how exciting that is, though, you know? I mean, just growing up together as little as little boys, just you know, throwing the ball around the backyard and, you know, whatever, on the playground or whatever, and, you know, you grow up and, and all three of you are playing in the NFL. You know in, I mean? In the same... And that, on Sunday night, no less. Yeah, all of them together. That, that, is, that, is, that is pretty amazing. I that bet the crazy. dinner after that game was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, especially, <laughs> especially for Tremaine. Uh, with the Sorry, win. Ben. Sorry, Ben. Uh, next up, we have a, a little game. bit of news that's near and dear to our Los Angeles hearts. Philip Rivers may be moving on from the Los Angeles Chargers. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I should have moved on a long time ago. Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers has now been intercepted 18 times, 11 of them coming in the last five games, and he's lost three fumbles over that span. His single-season career high for interceptions is 21, set in 2016. Given that he is unsigned after this season, River acknowledged he could be looking at his final weeks as a Charger, though both sides remain interested in extending their relationship at least through 2020. Jeff Miller of the Los Angeles Times reports, still having turned 38 this month in his 16th NFL season, Rivers did entertain a question after the last game about potentially being down to two games with a lightning bolt on his helmet. Rivers said, I mean, they could be. I don't necessarily expect that, or is it I don't necessarily think it's a crazy thought that I that it will be. I just, or I think... You just don't know. Later's River Rivers added, it's not solely going to be my decision. That's where I think the uncertainty lies. We will just kind of have to see. I think with that uncertainty, it does add some emotion. Franny, what say you about <clears throat> Philip Rivers, the end of an era? Yeah, I, I, they're I like, think... They're like the Steelers with coaches, <laughs> the, the Chargers with quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still a decent quarterback but I really think it's time for him to retire I think even this year he probably could have uh, retired I mean he's definitely uh, not the same player that that he used to be and also this Chargers team this year they disappointed um, you know they were 12 and 4 I believe last year went to the yeah. playoffs and this year they've just been struggling the entire year it's not his fault that you know that, that, that they've been struggling um, but um, 
I, I think it's just time for him to retire and spend time with his 27 children. Or, uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, however many. I, I'm not, I don't even know. He does have like uh, have, nine, I believe. Yeah, okay. It's either I, eight I, or nine, I, yeah. I, that was supposed to be. I thought he yeah. probably had twenty. So he has quite a few kids. Well, and it's time he, to retire. He might at some point. Time to retire. Find a nice place on the show know, on Lifetime, San Diego. You know where he started his career, and and just retire there on a nice you know hilltop house overlooking the beach over there. Um, but what do you what do you think, Ben? I mean, he he's accomplished something. You know, he's accomplished quite a bit in his career. I mean, his some in the earlier in the early two thousands. You know, in the AFC. You know, being in the playoffs and and having a pretty good run with North Turner there. Um, I mean, what, what do you think his legacy will be? Do you do you, do you think uh, he'll be a Hall of Famer? I, I think he he probably oh, is. There. Yeah. His numbers. I think. I mean, I think that his numbers support a Hall of Fame induction, if not on the first ballot, then on the second ballot. You know, he had a lot of. I mean, winning a Super Bowl is hard, as Peyton Manning learned with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it is a very difficult thing to do, but they have had some very, very good teams over the years down there in San Diego. There were a couple years there where they had both the top-rated offense as well as the top-rated defense, and fell short in the miserably short in the playoffs both of those years. Yeah. Uh, so I think he has the talent. I mean, unfortunately, he plays for a team that uh, carries around a coin purse counting pennies <laughs> and nickels and quarters in there. So they do not spend a lot of money to support him either on offense or on defense. But those years, under, as you mentioned, under Norv Turner with Adanian Tomlinson, uh, there were some opportunities there to get to a Super Bowl. They were unable to do so. I think his legacy is one of... They- they ran up against uh, Peyton Manning and the Colts, and, yeah. and you know it, it's like being in the NBA in the you know mid '90s and running up against you know Michael Jordan at that time. You know you were good, but just not good enough. Yeah, if you were the Knicks or the Heat, yeah. you did not stand a <laughs> chance. Uh, I mean, it was or the Pacers. Or the even. Pacers, Pacers yeah. had a good had a good run there. You know, I, mean, I I think that he he will always have a special heart in the fan fan. How many fans do they yeah, have? Yeah, I think it's I of, think the, that's... of the one San Diego or sorry LA Charger fan San out Diego. there. He'll always remembered as as a San Diego guy. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter that they've been out here for a couple of years now. You know, LA just hasn't accepted them as their own. I mean, if they could possibly move, you know, back to San Diego, I think that'd be great for the Chargers. The LA market is just not working out for the Chargers. It really is. I mean, the, the Rams are the number one team. The Chargers are the number seven. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah they're, I mean, not they're behind even, the Lakers. They're not even close. I mean, the they're Lakers are the galaxy, well, the Lakers are above all. They might be behind the Galaxy they're, they're, or LAFC too. I mean, they're they're pretty far down there on the list. They might be behind the Sparks. They're I behind mean, the Sparks uh, and probably behind the Dodgers it, for sure. Oh, the Dodgers definitely. But definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they need to move that team to a city that will embrace them and give them their due. Potentially yeah. Oakland, I mean, they, if they Oakland can. could get a stadium built up there, it'd be perfect for them. Uh, I don't think they would accept them. I th- I, At Oakland, least they like Oakland, football. Yeah, but Oakland will forever be a Raiders town. You know, I don't think you'd bring the Chargers in there and find any sort of success. I mean, they can't fill you know a twenty-seven thousand seat stadium. I mean, even against the Vikings this past weekend, the whole stadium was purple. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, next up, we have another feel-good story. I'm trying to get a feel-good <laughs> story uh, in here. Uh, At least once a week uh, during the uh, during the holiday season. NFL star Khalil Mack and University at Buffalo alum Khalil Mack delivered some holiday cheer for customers at a Walmart in his Florida hometown over the weekend. The Chicago Bears linebacker reportedly paid off $80,000 worth of layaway accounts, leaving many families with less to worry about this season. 
the four-time Pro Bowler took care of the debts at a Walmart in Fort Pierce, his hometown, through the Khalil Mack Foundation, which focuses on impacting lives of intercity and underprivileged youth and families. The store announced a donation in a Facebook post and thanked him for his act of kindness. Quote, we have some wonderful news. If you have an active holiday layaway account at your local Fort, Pier- Fort Pierce Walmart, your account has been paid off. The Walmart wrote, "Here at we here at Walmart would like to thank the Khalil Mack Foundation for the generosity and making so many families happy for the holidays. Mack covered more than 300 layaway accounts, which cost about $80,000 in total, according to the Chicago Tribune. His foundation came to us and said he wanted to be a secret Santa. Santa, it's store not, manager. Not much of a secret anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, manager Matthias Limbardi told tcpalm.com. Posted on Instagram, I want to be a secret Santa. Yeah, exactly. I want to help some underprivileged families. <laughs> but from the no good deed goes unpunished department, according to WFLD down in Florida, Matt cut a check for $80,000 to pay for the items, but the bill only added up to about 60000 the outlet reports that store managers gave the remaining $20,000. Well, that wasn't part of the deal. No. That wasn't part of the deal. $20,000 to a handful of employees and divided it amongst themselves. At least one employee says they were cut out of the money, which sparks the which sparked the complaint <laughs> to Walmart corporate. That's hilarious. This is a quote. We appreciate Khalil Mack's generosity in paying off layaway items for hundreds of customers in the Fort Pierce community and are looking into how the store handled the transaction to ensure it was appropriate and in keeping with Walmart's guidelines, a Walmart spokesperson said in a statement to WFLD. According to the report, Walmart is investigating if the store contacted Max Foundation about what to do with the extra $20,000. Uh, I mean, it's nice if you <laughs> could dirty, spread dirty. it. dirty, If you could spread it evenly to all the employees, that'd be nice. I hope, I hope the general manager or whoever at that store didn't just pocket that $20,000 um, that's that was a feel good story, but it turned it ended, that's like, it ended yeah, badly. Yeah, that's like the Grinch right there. But that's <laughs> interesting. I mean, so so all of the layaway accounts at this at this Walmart did not add up to eighty thousand dollars. They must have been told at some point that that was the estimated amount of all the layaway items. Uh-huh. But rather than return the twenty thousand dollars, yeah, which would have been the right thing, I would I would think so. You know, the store manager decided that his friends, his close friends and drinking buddies, would uh-huh. share. The remaining twenty, but this shouldn't this shouldn't distract or detract from no. what Khalil Mack did. Uh, I very, really really like it when these guys very generous of them go back to their hometowns where they're from and support their local <laughs> communities. I mean, it must I mean only it must have meant a lot to people to have only in the dirty dirty all their gifts. Well, this is I mean every I mean this is why there are websites dedicated to nothing but news that comes out of Florida. I mean, this they have entire websites about strange news out of Florida. It's just, always always out of Florida. Yeah, just return the twenty thousand dollars. But Khalil Mack, what a great great thing he yeah, did yeah. Uh, for the families in Fort Pierce, and we wish more players would do this. And as we find these stories, we will definitely bring them to you because they warm the cockles of our hearts. It yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, more uh, news from the dirty dirty. More news from the dirty dirty. Jaguars owner Shad Khan fired Tom Coughlin Wednesday night, three days after the NFL Players Association sent a letter to the league's players that revealed that over 25% of the grievances filed by players have been against the Jags. John Reed of the Florida Times Union reported. In a statement from Khan released 
by the franchise. Within the past hours, within the past hour, I informed Tom Coughlin that he was being relieved of his duties as executive vice president of football operations of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I determined earlier this fall that making this move at the conclusion of the 2019 season would be in everyone's best interest. But in recent days, I reconsidered and decided to make this change immediately. I thank Tom for his efforts, not only over the past three years, but for all he did from his very, very first season 25 years ago. Remember, he took them to the playoffs, I think, in their inaugural season down in Jacksonville. Khan hired Coughlin for, in 2017 as the Jags' executive vice president of football operations, marking his return to the franchise since he was a, his, the inaugural coach from 1995 to 2002. But after a successful 2017 season in which they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, uh, ben, in, in which the Jaguars <laughs> advanced to the AFC title game, the Jaguars went 5-11 and last season and are 5-9 and and out of the playoff race with two games remaining. Several players spoke out about the Coughlin, Coughlin's excessive fines on Wednesday. Defensive end Dwayne Smoot said he overslept and missed a breakfast meeting a day before the Jags played the Philadelphia Eagles in London last season. Coughlin fined him $25,000, according to Smoot. In my circumstances, I missed a meeting, Smoot said. I'm going to swallow my pride, and I know I was going to get fined. I didn't know the amount, and I would have estimated it to be about $1,000 or $2,000. Instead, it was $25,000. But I was pissed off when I saw how much it was. There's been a whole lot of questionable fines. That's a week's check. I was pretty pissed about it. A week's check, twenty-five grand. Okay. <laughs> but what could I do? I had to take it like a man. On Monday, the NFL Players Association, this is... Earth, this is mind blowing. Sent a letter to the league's players that revealed over 25% of the grievances filed by NFL players have been against the Jags and said, You, as players, may want to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. That's that's huge right there. Which led to Khan's firing Coughlin, I'm guessing. Uh, what do you yeah, think, Fran? I mean, yeah. that is a pretty I mean, messy story. It, it is pretty messy, and it's terrible for Jacksonville. You know, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't bode well for them going forward and acquiring talent. If you're a player out there that's looking to be traded or that's going to be traded, that's a destination that you don't want to go to. And, and, and for an organization that that finds it very difficult to fill the seats. I mean, I don't even know how they fill the seats in that stadium even this year. With they don't. Five they put up nine. giant yeah. <laughs> plastic covers over they the put seats in, that say they, Jaguars they, all they, over they, they put in cardboard cardboard yeah. uh, fans uh, around the stadium. Um, but, you know, if it is Tom Coughlin, I mean, dishing out these fines to all these players, then I, I think that's a proper course of action to go ahead and, and fire him, um, especially in, in, in Jacksonville. I mean, if it's... You know, even if it's the Steelers, if it's, uh, you know, uh, I'd say the, what's another organization out there, uh, the Patriots or even the Eagles or even the Niners or, you know, a more established organization, it doesn't hurt them as much. But for Jacksonville, that's huge. Yeah, and, and I don't know what the plan of action was here with Coughlin. Everyone knows that he's a taskmaster, that he expects people to be on time and do their job this isn't sim. i mean this is dissimilar to like an office environment or a business environment each of these clubs has 31 competitors that any of their free agents can go and play for while i while i agree that if you oversleep you should call so we don't know whether he (laughs) called and said that he was going to be late and still got fined 
or whether he just overslept and decided, what the fuck, I'll show up when I want. Yeah. Uh, so I understand if, Co- if Coughlin is attempting to instill a level of responsibility that I'm sure is not that different from what Bill Belichick is doing in New England, the difference being somehow Bill Belichick is able to bring players in that don't complain, don't file grievances, and in fact do what he asks them to do. So maybe it's Tom Coughlin's choice of players that is leading to these grievances True. rather than his actual attempts yeah, to get But he also them. has that sort of old school mentality. You know, you look at him, he looks like a grandpa. Oh, for sure. You know? And I, I, I just, I wonder if he did the same thing, if he, if he was the same way with the Giants when, you know, when he was coaching the Giants. I mean, he did have, have a little bit of success over there. A little bit? A little bit of success. I mean, beat the Patriots yeah. twice. No, I don't yeah. know. No biggie. <laughs> no big no deal. Biggie. I, I wonder if, if this is a different approach that he took in Jacksonville than what he did in New York because there were never any reports of this coming out in New York. Obviously, he wasn't, you know, he was the GM, right? In, in the GM and the head coach. And the head coach. Well, no, oh, no oh, in, in, uh, Jacksonville. In, in Jacksonville. The he general was, manager yeah, and, some, and vice president. Of yeah, something. so I'm not sure how much power he had in New York, but we never heard these sorts of uh, reports coming out of New York. But even, even in, in New York, though, being such a huge market, there are still players willing to go there and play. But in Jacksonville, that's almost like a last resort that yeah, you're thinking of going exactly. to play. Like, I can't get a job. I mean, can you get me to Jacksonville at yeah, least? Exactly. You know, can you get me Jacksonville? Is there is there something? Is there some kind of a? Can I get special teams in Arizona? Maybe if that doesn't if that doesn't work out. Yeah. So this is not the kind of news that you know you want to hear from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily capitulate to these. I mean, to these players. I mean, Antonio Brown is probably writing out a grievance as we sit here today, and Odell Beckham's probably got a stack of them ready to file next yeah. year. Uh, so the, I mean, it, you got to make better choices as a general manager if you don't want to put yourself in this situation you're drafting players that are going to be a problem or you're signing players that are going to be a problem and then when you know Leonard Fournette becomes a problem uh or I'm forgetting the other running back's name down there who was a who was a problem for him earlier this year uh, this is what you get you can't just draft people based on the numbers or sign people based on the numbers and not do the Belichickian analysis as to what kind of people they are. Are they hard workers? Do they want to win? Are they quality people? That's what Bill Belichick looks for in every single person that he signs. And when he signs Josh Gordon and he realizes that he's not going to get with the game plan, he immediately cuts bait with that person. Antonio Brown, same thing they said last week, that they will not be bringing him back. So Tom Coughlin, you can't have it both ways. You can't bring in whoever it is you think will help your team regardless of their personality and then find them and not expect to get grievances filed against you. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff coming out of Jacksonville. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, Ben. They could, I mean, from 2017, beating the Steelers in the playoffs and taking on the New England Patriots in the AFC championship game to complete and utter disarray down there. Maybe they're just trying to make their move to London. Ah, uh, that would be. I, I mean, I, I, well, I think we talked about this. I, I support the move to London. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't support the. I mean, that's just too far. I mean, it, for the West Coast teams to have to fly out to London. I mean, for the Seahawks, for the Niners, for the Chargers, for the Rams. I mean, to fly out, you know, that far. And for the East Coast teams, not a not not a big deal. It's almost like a flight to the West Coast going London. But I think London is just a little a little too far. But it does get the team out of the dirty, dirty. It does. That's true. It does. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some housekeeping. Oh, a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you all so much, all of our listeners, all of our new listeners from across the globe, the United States and the U.K., 
We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, with all of your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, CastBox, CastBox. Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review, a five-star review, if you will, on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you're using that allows you to leave reviews. If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us direct, podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com, or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may use and play your message on the air. Please also follow us on Franny's amazing Instagram account. He has about 10 photos ready to go tonight. Some of them are already up from the drinks that we will be tasting later this evening in the second half of the show. And you can also follow us on my very mediocre Twitter uh, account. That's great, Ben. I love your I love your Twitter. At Goal Thirst. New show dropping tonight. Dropping. Dropping tonight. Uh, all right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben. It's our week 15 recap. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our work week 15 recap. <laughs> All right, Ben, and we are back, and uh, we are going to recap week 15 of the NFL season. Can you believe it? Man, Two that's more weeks of that's games. That's crazy, man. It seems like the season just started. I know. I mean, it seems like we were sitting out here, you know, show after show after yeah. show. <laughs> you would you always know. come up with some kind of news to talk about to keep the show going in the off season, Ben. Always. I and love your was, agendas. And it was amazing stuff. And we were like, well, it's just, you know, we're looking forward to the to the season starting. Yeah. And the season started and we were just so amped up. And what do you know? It's two weeks away from the Eagles playing uh. a wild card <laughs> game. I hope so, Ben. I hope so. You're really confident. I can't say I feel the same way. But uh, last week we did talk about, since we do film this or, or film it, record this show on uh, Saturday, we did talk about uh, last week's uh, Thursday night game, which was the Jets and the Ravens. The Ravens just murdering the Jets. It was 42-21 at the end of that one. Uh, so the first game we'll talk about, Ben, is the Bears and the Packers. And what a crazy, crazy yeah. finish it was to that game. Oh, my God. Your beloved. Aaron Rodgers yeah. somehow ekes out a win in that game. But he's been doing it all yeah. season long, though. Yeah. I mean, Trubisky, I mean, he played pretty well in that game. I did have two picks, uh, 29 to 53 for 334 yards, one TD and count them and subtract them, two interceptions. But yeah. a wild ride there at the end but of watch, that game. You watch the Packers. Yeah. And you kind of wonder, how is this team 11-3? and three? It seems like every week it's a struggle to get a victory. Somehow they're there, though. I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I mean maybe it is all just Aaron Rodgers. I mean their offense hasn't been clicking, their defense has been, you know, pretty decent. Um but man, eleven and three. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Was, yeah, but Rodgers sixteen and sixteen of thirty three for two hundred three yards and one count it, one touchdown in the game, but somehow they were able to eke out a win in this game. Trubisky had a chance at the end of that game, yep. made some mistakes at the end of that game that put it essentially either out of reach or impossible to come back and tie it. But they were down there, they had a chance to come back, score, and go for two and potentially tie the game, but they just blew it with their play calls and yeah. ridiculous. I just the the 
maybe that's how they're eleven and three. They're just the, the teams that they're playing over the course of the season are the kinds of teams that have been making mistakes along the way. Uh, I mean, if you look at their record, uh, I mean, this past week they they were able to beat the beautiful, beautiful Chicago <laughs> Bears. But the week before, so a beautiful? five a five point win over the Redskins. Uh, game before that, they were able to crush the Giants. They crushed uh, or they got crushed by the pack or the the Forty Nine ers the week before. Uh, they beat the Panthers by mm, by almost eight by eight points. Uh, they beat the Chargers pretty handily. They lose to the Chiefs. No, wait, oh, the Chargers uh, beat them pretty handily. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. the Chargers. Oh, beat, yeah, the yeah. Chargers beat them twenty six yeah. to eleven. Yeah, uh, the Packers were able to beat the Chiefs again, uh, only by seven points. They played the Raiders, a terrible Raiders team, beat up on them. They played the Lions, a terrible Lions team with Stafford out, beat them by a point. Uh, they beat the Cowboys. There you go. They beat the Cowboys by ten. They got beat by the Eagles by four points. Uh, they that bar- was a close. Yeah, one. that was that that was a goal line stand. They beat the Broncos back in their quarterbackless days, uh, and they barely eked out a win over the Vikings, and they barely eked out a win over the Bears way back uh, earlier in the season. So I agree with Franny. This team is just good enough to win, mm-hmm. but not good enough, I think, to win a you know a number of playoff games. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, had two touchdowns in this game on 51 yards, but I just don't. I mean, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, but he's holding the ball. He's holding the ball too long. Uh, and I think this is going to come back and bite them as they get through the playoffs. But eleven yeah. and three is a pretty. But for any team that record. has to go to Lambeau, that's be pretty difficult in the cold weather this time of year. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But um, eleven and three is is pretty impressive. Well, every time I watch the team play and I see their record, yeah. I think, how is that possible? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, the it. Bears. I mean, it, it really goes to show how important it is to have a top tier quarterback. We learned that. Today, again, when the Buffalo Bills played the New England Patriots and Josh Allen just couldn't get out of his own fucking way in that game. But if Aaron Rodgers is in that game on that final drive, well, the Bills probably come many, back and win that game. Not too many Rodgerses in the league. There, there are just yeah. Rodgers and Cousins. That's all there is. If you yeah, just Rodgers and Cousins and everybody oh, now, else. Now you're giving Cousins some props. Well, I learned an interesting fact about him. I think, I think in terms of yards per reception, I think he's second in all. Uh, I think he's second only to maybe Aaron Rodgers, like over the last decade. Wow! I think he's second in yards I per keep on saying. reception. I keep on saying he's better than people think. I, I think he is better than people think, and you'll find out in my certified picks. All right, that huh? I actually think Cousins might. This might be his year. Ooh, to, year to do what? <laughs> the year to actually make a deep run. He, he, they could potentially unseat the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. Potentially, North. potentially, I, I would. I wouldn't be shocked by that. All right, what's next up, Franny? Next up, Ben, it's the Patriots taking on the lowly Bengals. The Patriots winning 34-13 to early on in the game. The Bengals had a lead, and we were so excited, but it didn't last very long. It didn't last very long. Now, the Bengals got out to a pretty good start, 10 points in the first quarter of that game. They were ahead, but... Uh the Patriots came back. <laughs> it's the Bengals. Scored yeah, six, it's, it's the Bengals. Six points in the second quarter. Fourteen points in the third quarter, and another seven points in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady with a very Tom Brady-like game this year. Uh, Fifteen of twenty-nine for one hundred and twenty-eight yards. A nice line for Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> two count of two touchdowns in that game. Rex Burkhead uh, added a touchdown. James White added a touchdown. 
receiving, as well as Nikhil Harry, his, uh, I think, his second or third touchdown of the year, if you take that one off the board from the week before. But Andy Dalton fell back to planet yeah. Earth. Every time I turn the TV back to the, to the Bengals game, he was throwing an interception, 17 of 31 for 151 yards, and count it, one touchdown and subtract it, four Four interceptions, a very Devlin Hodges-like day for Andy Dalton. Uh, looks like A.J. Green uh, is out. He's not going to play for the rest of this season, at least in the you next think two so? games. You that's think that's so? what he's saying. Uh, and Seathan Carter, who apparently is a player on the Cincinnati Bengals, who I've never heard of, uh, had the lone touchdown receiving in that game. But, yeah, the, the Patriots finally bounced back and got a big, huge win against the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, what do you think yeah. about that one, Franny? Oh, not very shocking. Not, not a shocking result. I was actually shocked that the Bengals were up in this game at all. Um, and, and it gave us, a, it gave us, it gave us a little bit of hope. It gave us a little bit of hope there, but it just didn't work out. It was too early in the game. Uh, next up, Ben, a close one. Too close. And they always make it close. It's the Seahawks. Let me get back to... The Seahawks, 30. There it is. There it is. 24. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Seahawks seem to do this every week. I mean, they should have won this game easily. There should have been no drama at the end of the game. But somehow, some way, their opposing team always seems to come back into it. And they needed that third and 13 completion to uh, lock it, to kind of ice the game. But it shouldn't even come to that. Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm telling you, this is... They were up by, I think... Ooh, it might have been what twenty some points with like six minutes left, and yeah, they just allowed was, the Panthers it was, to drive yeah, it was down twenty seven to ten going yeah. into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then just they, they allowed the Panthers just to drive down the field and, and score two touchdowns, make it thirty to twenty four, and you know it got a little dicey right there at the end. Yeah, I mean this is a Hollywood. This team is produced uh, out of Paramount Studios in yeah, that's in what it seems like out in Hollywood, California. They cannot make anything easy. They cannot. Uh, beat a team. I think they have 10 of their 11 wins this year have been by one score or less, and I believe that is a record, but 10 of their 11 wins have been by one score or less. Russell Wilson, 20 of 26 for 286 yards and count it, two touchdowns in the game. Josh Gordon with one pass attempt uh, that was incomplete in the game. Chris Carson with another that was, that was an ugly huge pass. game. Two touchdowns on the ground. Tyler Lockett, a resurgence. Tyler Lockett is back. Mm-hmm. Eight catches for 120 yards, a 15-yard average, and a touchdown in the game. DK Metcalf again adds a touchdown in the game. And Josh Gordon, on his way out the door, made an amazing catch down the middle of the field, diving and reaching out for about a 40-yard pass from Russell Wilson. It's too bad. Uh, he had actually it was a 58 yard uh, catch by Josh Gordon right before he was suspended for PED. Mm-hmm. Well, for a masking agent to cover up his alleged marijuana use. Uh, pretty interesting game again. That as I mean, said, let the, the guy use marijuana. If the guy wants to use marijuana, just let him use marijuana. I mean, it's he's playing in Seattle. It's one of the most liberal in Washington. It's one of the most liberal. It states. is legal. Just, just, just let, if he wants to smoke and if he can perform on the field, just let him do it. But we have Kyle. I agree with you, and, and and I just think there's something else going on there with Josh Gordon. Stress relief. I mean, there are. I mean, we all know people that smoke a lot of marijuana, or smoke marijuana. I think we all know very few people who can't live without smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't that kind of a substance that you you know you go through with withdrawals and you have to have it. It's not heroin or some 
uh, prescription medication. I just find it strange that he's willing to put his entire career yeah, yeah. in jeopardy to smoke weed. He could get a prescription for something. But I think even in the in the NBA, they don't test for no, for they don't that test anymore. for yeah, they don't, they and they're not going to test for it. They're not testing for it in baseball because starting next year. It's it's legal in so many states now that you know they just you know turn the blind eye toward it. It's 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 it's, it's not a big deal. It's not an issue. I don't know why it's an issue in the NFL. And it shouldn't be. And, and, and clearly he's got something going on that he needs whatever anxiety-reducing effects the marijuana has or the weed has for him. I mean, and I think if one of these teams, maybe maybe he's refused help. Maybe they've provided him with an alternative to, to marijuana and he's just refused it. But it seems like a strange thing to put your entire career at risk for. Yeah, uh, to smoke a little bit of weed and then to try to cover it up with a masking agent. Uh-huh. Uh, but Kyle Allen, twenty-five of forty-one uh. for two hundred and seventy-seven yards and count it one touchdown and subtract all of them three huge touchdowns. And we have a little bit of a development in this game. This next coming Hi. up this next week, as Ben on this podcast predicted way back in August or September of this year. Will Greer, out of West Virginia, Rocky Mountain High, is starting the next game for the Carolina Panthers. You seem really excited we about pre- this Well, guy. I predicted that this would happen by the end of this season. Yeah, but remember how high we were on Kyle Allen? How I mean, not only us, but just in media in general. I mean, people were excited about Kyle Allen. Yes, I mean, he went from... Uh, what happened? He has, he's had, what, 18, 18 uh, turnovers, 18 or 19 I think, in the interceptions and, I mean, and fumbles five games as or so. well. Uh, he's just not playing very well, and they're going with Will Greer, the bearded wonder from the <laughs> coal mining state of West Virginia. And the Mountaineers are have another starting quarterback in the league that will probably go down in flames like the last two. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see what Will Greer can do uh, as a West Virginia football fan. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, again, 87 yards on 19 carries and two, count them, two touchdowns in this game. Uh, but it was too much. The Seahawks were too much in this game for the Panthers. Uh, I mean, it was really, really a good display by by the Seattle Seahawks in this game, although it was too close at the end. Uh, but as Franny mentioned, it is Hollywood all day, all the time. Always the drama. Seahawks. Always drama for the Seahawks. And it's funny, as we're talking about the Seahawks, Sonya... Has entered the building. She has entered the building. Is there anything you want to say about the Seahawks, Sonia? You don't have your uh, headphones on, but... No, but the 49ers won tonight, so I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the 40, not only did the 49ers win, so I'm rooting for the Rams for Sonia so that it would make it easier road for Seattle to get the number one or number two seed. And I bet on the San Francisco 49ers to come back and crush the Rams because I thought I thought was going to happen. They had a six point. They were favored by six points in that game. So not only did the Rams lose, but I also lost my bet on the Niners. Yep. So the worst of yep. all possible outcomes in that game. <laughs> so you bet against your wife? I had to. Well, I thought <laughs> I, I thought they were going to win. I definitely <laughs> thought they were going to win. Shame, right. shame, shame. shame. <laughs> All right, Franny, what's next up? Next up, bam, we got... There it is. Shame. (laughs) That's how I feel when I bet against the Seahawks. Uh, Next up, bam, we got the Texans and the Titans. The Texans winning 24-21, a very closely contested game. Yeah, I mean, this was an interesting game, I thought. Uh, This this was really important to the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, uh, battling the Tennessee Titans for... 
battling the title Tennessee Titans for that last playoff spot in the AFC. Uh, the Tennessee Titans lost this game eight and six to go to eight and six, and the Pittsburgh Steelers also lost their game against the Bills that we'll talk about. Also dropping to eight and six, but Deshaun Watson nineteen to twenty seven, two hundred and forty three yards, two. Count them, two touchdowns, but subtract two interceptions in this game. Carlos Hyde, who may be out this week, added a touchdown on the ground and 104 yards on 26 carries. Kenny Stills added two touchdowns in the game. And Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, added 119 yards on six receptions. But Ryan Tannehill, out of nowhere, 22 of 36 for 279 yards. And count them, two touchdowns and subtract one interception in that game. Tannehill also rushed for a touchdown uh, through eight passes to A.J. Brown for 114 yards and a touchdown, and Deion Lewis added a touchdown, but a closely contested game out of the AFC South. Franny, what do you say about this one? Good for you, Ben. This is uh, this is awesome for the Steelers because if 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 the Titans had won this game, it would have been uh, a three-horse race between you, the Texans, and the Titans. Now it's just you and the Titans. Titans losing this one, but the Steelers didn't take advantage of it. That's the only problem. We couldn't beat the hapless yes, Josh yes. Allen. We were so excited. I mean, you you were rooting. Obviously, I was also rooting for uh, for the Texans to win this game. Um, but man, if only the Steelers could have. Uh, and we could have that game. I mean, we, we could, could have. have. We could have. Could have. Nothing like throwing a ball into the end zone, <laughs> jumping off your off you know off your back leg in the air when all you have to do is just set and lob the ball up there at least. Uh, but Hodges, yeah, Delvin Hodges, Devlin Hodges played a terrible game. Uh, but at least we are still the number six seed going into this week. Uh, Tennessee Titans will be playing without Derrick Henry, so we hope that they will get a loss this yeah. week. But for the Texans, well. hopefully they found a little bit of consistency going forward. I mean, they've been kind of off and on. Um, every time I would choose them to lose, they'd win. When I choose them to win, they'd lose. Um, you know, it, it, it's just a. There's just something. There's something missing from this team. I don't know if it's if it's O'Brien. Uh, if it's the players, I'm not sure what it is, um, but maybe this game uh, against the Titans and tonight, maybe they found a little bit of consistency going into the playoffs. You know, I mean, now they've won the AFC South. We haven't talked about that game yet, but they've won the AFC South. You don't have to worry about them anymore, Ben. <laughs> They're done. The only team you have to worry about is the Titans now. But is this kind of the turning point maybe for the Texans in the playoffs? Short answer? Make... No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Long answer? Also, no. <laughs> this has been happening. I mean, this has been going on since way early on in the season. They've been inconsistent all year. Their defense has been inconsistent all year. Even today, we'll talk about that game when yeah, we get to the it's, Saturday game. It's, it's funny. It's not they season. let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right back in that yeah. game. And at some point during that game, I think Tampa had a lead in mm. that game, and they barely eked out a win. Yeah, even in this game, too. Points. This game was, it was, it was close. I and mean, we expected a close game. Both teams going in were pretty hot. Um, but, you know, the Texans... They just outlasted the Titans. Yeah, J.J. Watt is allegedly going to be back if they or when they uh, play maybe their first playoff game, but definitely their second playoff game if they're able to win their first. I just don't think that that the tennis that the that the Houston Texans have the consistent play on defense to compete in the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson can get hot for two or three games in a row easily, uh, but their defense is so inconsistent. They continue to let teams back in games they put the defense or they put the offense behind the eight ball in games and they just don't have enough talent on defense and enough coaching on defense to i think make a deep run Mm -hmm. i agree with you ben all right what's next up oh this is an exciting game oh yeah the giants and the dolphins 36 20 giants 
winning pretty easily. The Giants can handle business against the Dolphins, the but the Eagles cannot handle business against the Dolphins. The Jets beat the Dolphins, for God's sake. What the fuck? If, if the Eagles had beat the Dolphins, there'd be no problems towards the end of the season, but... That's just the way it is. The Eagles have to make it difficult on themselves. Yeah, I mean, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to all of the pod, all the gambling <laughs> podcasts and all the podcasts two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. Everyone and everyone's mother, sister's brother's cousin picked the Dolphins to I win chose the Dolphins. this game. I chose them. Ron A. chose the Dolphins to win this game. I'm not game. sure if I you probably did. Chose I, I'm the not sure. I, don't remember what you, I, I remember choosing the Dolphins because the, as bad as the Dolphins are, they still put up a fight. You know, against all the teams, even yeah, I mean, at least they try. You know, I mean, even if they lose by twenty, at least they're trying. But this game, they just got blown out. I'll give you a line. Let me let me ask you, which quarterback won the game? Was it this one? Twenty of twenty-eight for two hundred eighty-three yards. Count them: two touchdowns and subtract it, three interceptions. Was that the quarterback that won this game? It is because I'm looking at the it stats was right the quarterback here. Quarterback that won this game. Eli Manning going out with a win, bringing his uh, his. What, win total to uh, 500? No. <laughs> yeah. His career win total, I was going to say he won an extra one, but he's actually at 500. And yes, he is a Hall of Famer because it's the NFL oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. Well, you know, he, I mean, he's, which he's, lets he's, anybody and everybody in, except for Alan Fanica for some he, strange he, reason. He won the Super Bowl twice and he was MVP, I believe, both times. And he beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick yeah. in both of those Super Bowls. He didn't beat Rex Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He he beat one of the best teams in the history of the NFL. Saquon Barkley. And Cam Newton, right? Or Sa- yeah. Yeah. Saquon Barkley win or uh, two touchdowns in the game on 112 yeah. yards. Golden Tate blast from the past with a touchdown in that game. Darius Slayton with a touchdown in that game, but Ryan Fitzpatrick a better line, 23 of 41 for 279 yards and count them two touchdowns in the game, but they couldn't get anything going on the on the ground in that game. Uh, and Devontae Parker again with two huge touchdowns, but the Giants just the the they're 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 the the terrible version of the Texans. You just <laughs> don't know what you're going to get out of them they do. week to week. You know they're going to be bad. I mean they're they're not they're consistently bad. But the so Dolphins they found, the Dolphins beat they the found Eagles, some consistency, and then the Giants come back and beat the Dolphins. Yeah, and, and the Dolphins were pretty close last week against the Jets. That was a very close game. Came down to a field goal at the end. Uh, but that that was a shocking. Uh, that, that was pretty surprising that it was that large of a margin of victory for the Giants in this and one. And potentially Eli Manning's last game as a Giant, and maybe in the NFL. I think I think he's got too much pride. I think uh, he'll come back. I don't know. I don't know where he'll go, uh, but I do think there are teams out there that are I don't know so if there's desperate. A, I don't know if there's one Heck, desperate enough to take him. Uh, there are teams that would take Cam Newton. Joe Flacco got a job. Yeah, yeah but Joe this Fla- year. Joe Flacco, he still looked better towards the end of his career than Eli Manning has looked for the past five years. That's true, but I think there are teams out there that would take a flyer on on Eli. It definitely um, is a backup. Maybe the Dolphins. You know, maybe the Dolphins. Maybe Tampa. I know they're going to move. Uh, they are moving forward with Jameis Winston. Even you know, Jameis Winston, whose stats are actually better than Eli Manning's through this point in his or uh, Peyton Manning through yeah, this point in his career. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think uh, that's an upgrade in quarterback going from Jameis to Eli. I don't. I don't think they would actually do that. But there are some teams out there that might. Nah, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals, for example. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they're I the mean, Browns. Well, they, <laughs> at home, at home with Eli and Baker. 
All right. Well, oh, the next game. Uh, yeah. What an exciting game this was. It wasn't exciting. If you're an Eagles fan, this was a nail-biter. It came right down to the end. Carson Wentz driving the team down the field again for the win. 37-27 Eagles beating the Redskins. That final score is a little bit generous for the Eagles. Um, there was a, a sack fumble at the end. The Eagles ran it in for a touchdown. Uh, but it, it really came down to that final throw from uh, off the back of his on his back foot. Um, Wentz to was it Ward? I believe it was Ward in the back of the end zone uh, to ice the game. Uh, but it wasn't a good performance from the Eagles. I really have not been happy with them the entire season, especially these last three weeks. It should have been uh, easy sailing for the Eagles against the Dolphins, against the Giants, and against the Redskins. Now, um, you know Haskins looked good in this game but that's only because the Eagles secondary has reared its ugly head once again for a couple of weeks there they looked pretty decent against the Seahawks they looked pretty decent against the Patriots uh but that the secondary will be the downfall of this team that that's what it is I mean you know there there are people out there talking about Wentz um you know about the receivers uh but it really comes down to the Eagles secondary and they've had years and years now um to sort of you know repair and 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 you know draft guys for the secondary or, or even like the Steelers earlier this year picked up Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean somebody, anybody, just pick up somebody. Yeah. To to shore up that that secondary, they they just not they haven't been able to do it, and that will be the downfall of the Eagles this season. And it's and it, I mean it's it's been coming for a while now. But they did get the win. They got the win. <laughs> Wentz floats one out there. What a reception! A one-handed reception made by Goddard, who's had his fair share. That was a nice catch. It was a nice catch, and we have to remember, folks, the best receivers on the Philadelphia Eagles are both of their tight ends because they are the only receivers that they have. Uh, But, Franny, I wanted to to talk about this a little bit. I mean, Carson Wentz looked like he's back 80% of what he was Back early in his career, back in 2017. No, well, he, against against pretty bad competition. But he's moving. Though. He's moving out of the pocket. Yeah, yeah. He's he's being you know he's he's shaking off defenders. He's shaking off uh, pass rush. He's he's throwing off you know in, in from inconven or unconventional uh, you know position. He's making throws down the field, but he's also making set throws down the field. I mean, he looks way more comfortable out there now. Oh yeah, than he did earlier in the season. I mean, and, that's that's one of the positives from the last couple of games. I mean, they've been close. Uh, they were both division games. Division games are never easy. Um, but it, it was great to see him drive down the field against the, the Giants to tie the game and then in overtime to drive down the field and win the game. And at the end of this game, um, you know, to drive down and, and win it. So, you know, those are some positive takeaways, but he does need to take care of the football. Um, you know, he's very careless holding the football out there in the pocket. I mean, he has to be more decisive, either throw the ball away um, or, or just, you know, tuck it and run or, you know, just do the Tom Brady thing and, and, and fall on top of the football. You know, there's no need to get sacked and fumble the ball in, you know, your, in, in your territory. Yeah, I mean, he lost the ball in this game, didn't he? Yeah, right at the end. I yeah. mean, he did he did lose it, and uh, you know they held the Redskins to a field goal. Um, thank God, <laughs> otherwise it would have been a different outcome. Uh, but I believe he did fumble twice in this game. But the video I really want is a montage of all the sports books in Vegas when that strip, when that fumble occurred, 
and the Eagles covered the nine point spread. When, when I can't remember what it was, was it Graham? I can't remember who it was that ended up. Uh, I think uh, it was Nigel Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham ran the ball in, yeah. And there were excited sports books <laughs> all over Vegas uh, because the Eagles were able to cover in that game. Yeah. But Carson Wentz, thirty of forty three for two hundred sixty six yards and three. Count them. Count them. Three huge touchdowns in that game. Sanders with another quality performance. Nineteen carries for one hundred and twenty two yards and a touchdown on the ground. He's really rounding into form. But Greg uh-huh. yeah. Ward. Off the practice squad, got some amazing coaching from people that he knows outside of the Philadelphia Eagles organization, I am told, as well as within. But he has been committed to getting back on the Eagles starting roster ever since playing in the AAF, I believe it was, earlier this year and getting back on the Eagles practice squad. But he was a huge contributor in this game. Seven catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz again with a touchdown in this game. And Miles Sanders with a touchdown on or through the air. Uh, so, yeah, this was a great, great win for the Eagles. They really needed this one great, coming into the showdown with the Cowboys this week. Ugly, but I'll take it. It was definitely, <laughs> definitely ugly. Next up, Ben. We were really high on Drew Locke the last couple of weeks. You were very high on Drew Locke the last couple of weeks. Always. I'm always high on Drew Locke. Not this game. Not this game. <laughs> this the game Chiefs was very, very ugly. Easily, easily defeating the Broncos. Chiefs winning 23-3 to in Kansas City. Drew Locke with a stellar game, 18 for 40. 18 of 40 for 208 yards and don't count it. Zero touchdowns and do count it. One huge interception, no touchdowns on the ground, no touchdowns through the air, but Patrick Mahomes and his beat-up thumb come through 27 of 34 for 340 yards and two, count them, two touchdowns in the game, one little small interception in the game, no touchdowns on the ground, but Tyreek Hill in the snow with two touchdowns on 67 yards on five receptions, said Tyreek Hill, he you know he really enjoyed playing in the snow, but it was fucking cold, <laughs> and he doesn't want to do it again. Uh, that's what Tyreek Hill guy. said after this game. Uh, but I think we may uh, we may have a special guest on the show uh, coming up in a minute, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to finish our week fifteen recap. recap. All right, and we are back, and we started the show with myself and Ben, but Sonia is back. She actually just took my sister out for my sister's birthday. Yes. Yes, yes. Sonia. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back. Missed you all. Yeah. It's been about four weeks, give or take, yeah, since yeah, Sonia's yeah, been yeah, on the show. Weeks, Sonia, and, 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 and welcome back. Unfortunately, you had to watch the 49ers win oh, tonight. God. Sonia is a huge Seahawks fan, and she hates it. Oh, oh, is that a shot? I said she, damn oh, Rams. she said damn Rams. Damn, damn, damn Rams? I said, no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's a shot. Wait, 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 wait. That's part of our drinking. I was no, upset no, because no, the Rams no, did not win. No, no. That's true. 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 Me and Ben just got really excited. I know. Because as Whatever. per our drinking game, if you say anything negative about anybody in your division, you take a shot. If me I and know, Ben say anything but negative, my options of shots. Are oh, Jim Beam, Jim Beam, fire, Jim Beam, fire. Jim Beam fire. I mean, she was that was insulting. I mean, she could say she was upset that the uh-huh. Rams did not win the game. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't say that she was but upset she, that the but Saint she's Rams. Right. Didn't. If, she, if she said fucking Niners, uh, yeah, yeah. But she would never say that. 
Yeah, so Sonia knows how to work her way around the rules. Hey, you know anything not to take a Jack Fire? Who's, who's the lawyer Jack, here? Jim Beam Fire. Jim Beam Jim Fire. Son, you have not tried it yet. You should try it. Uh, it's got something. a peanutty fire goodness. <laughs> <laughs> if you lit a peanut on fire and you drank it, that's exactly. Yeah. Added a little cinnamon and a little whiskey uh, and a little. Exactly. exactly. I, I think I need my own shot. 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 <laughs> well, we can't. Uh, you do shots of prosecco, I suppose. No, that's uh, gross. No, it's that's not. It's like sipping on prosecco, I guess. <laughs> Sip on prosecco. All right, Sonia, do you have anything to say to our loyal listeners who've been <laughs> who've been missing you oh, oh yeah. so much? Oh, and yeah. I know that. Yeah. I mean, our listenership is down. We had about three listeners last week, and yeah. we only had one <laughs> listener this week, and that was Franny and myself listening. <laughs> yeah, and everybody after was the messaging podcast. us like, "Where is Sonia? Yeah, Where right. is Sonia?" All I, I say, email us at podcastthirstingoal at gmail <laughs> and all the podcasts uh, or all the emails this week said where's Sonia that's yeah. right we're sick of you too and last week also where's Sonia <laughs> <laughs> we're sick of you <laughs> that was funny we're tired of hearing about the Eagles and the Steelers <laughs> stop talking about sparks <laughs> I'm here I'm here I'm back you had a couple of drinks too I had a couple of, couple drinks. of drinks I did I did yeah yeah she did something pretty amazing today I will say what did I do uh, I I'd never seen anything quite like <laughs> it what I mean it was Perfect for uh, for Frane's sister. Oh. If you would, if you knew her, you would think this was the perfect gift. But she found a bottle of Prosecco. She put some kind of a white, sticky substance all over the bottle, and then covered it completely in pink. I mean, thick glitter? pink glitter. Yep. And then was somehow able to write her name on the bottle <laughs> in faux sort of diamond. It is diamond. Uh, it's little diamond thingies. Real diamonds. And it looked as <laughs> if, it looked, I mean, I mean, flea market flip or swap or whatever the hell these those shows are, uh, have nothing, have nothing on Sonia because it looked amazing. And I'm sure yep. Yep. that this uh, this person will really, really enjoy it. This person, my sister. Yes. You'll see it on Christmas. I don't, I ma- I don't mention it. anyone's name unless they, you know. Hopefully she's not listening. Oh, yeah. We don't have to worry about her not listening. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's on Amazon right now. Yeah. Buying gifts. Stop. All right. Next game on the docket for week 15. We have the Buccaneers and the Lions. The Buccaneers winning 38 to 17 Jameis Winston with his complimentary interception he always he's he's a generous guy yeah he is you know I mean, he always passes to the other team he's like you're wearing red I'll pass it to you you're oh, wearing man. white I'll pass it to you <laughs> he's an equal a, opportunity he's a, you exactly. get a touchdown and you get a touchdown you get a pick <laughs> six <laughs> always every single week the, this guy uh, is just handing the ball away the battle of the irrelevant teams Tampa Bay 7-7 seven and seven. Detroit after this game 3-10-1 and one. Oh, what a disappointing sad. season for Matt Patricia who's coming back is next he? year along disagree. with Quinn as well I don't disagree with that I actually like Matt Patricia uh, I, I think that the Detroit is what Detroit is. I mean, it's, it's tough. They actually start, started out the season pretty well. I mean, Matthew Stafford, uh, before he got injured, was maybe top three, top five QB in the league. I mean, I, I would love to have him on the Steelers. Yeah. I would love to have Matthew Stafford. I, I'm sure you'd in. love anybody other it, than Mason Rudolph and <laughs> Duck, Hodges Duck Hodges on your team right now. I thought I saw you walking around in a Hodges I have it. Jersey. I own it. It's going to be a collector's item. He has a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey with Stafford on the It's going to be a collector's too. item among the entire Hodges family. Yeah. They are all going to wonder where those jerseys are, and I will sell this to some cousin at some point <laughs> because there won't be that many of them in circulation. 
But Jameis Winston, 28 of 42 for 458 yard, a Roethlisberger-like line there. Pretty impressive. Four, count them, four touchdowns in his front. He said one interception. Which is pretty good that for him. That turned out. I think that Which was is a, really good for him. I think that turned out. I think that was potentially. I don't know if that was a pick six or not. Um, but they had no touchdowns on the ground. Brashad Perriman again with a big game. Five catches for 113 yards and three huge touchdowns. Godwin again with a big game, 121 yards. Scott Miller added a touchdown. And on defense, they scored two touchdowns to Tampa Bay. And Bruce Arians' defense manage two touchdowns on defense but david don't call me blow david blow 24 <laughs> of 43 260 yards and zero touchdowns <laughs> wow you gotta think about that one. <laughs> i don't know what to say there but two huge interceptions in that game the lions are completely lost at the quarterback position wes hills who is a player that plays for the <laughs> for the detroit lions Never had two touchdowns on the ground sounds like someone who's leading a like leading us you know like a youth group at a church somewhere. Wes Hills. Uh, oh we also God. had a touchdown, no touchdowns actually receiving in this game, and one touchdown by Jahani Tavai. I think that was the pick six off Winston, but thirty-eight Probably. to seventeen, Tampa poor thing. over the poor, poor Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Franny, anything to add about? No, not much the to add. Lions there, no. They've gone downhill, even further downhill, without Matthew Stafford. I'm just nosedive after uh, he went out. It's too bad. Not really. Uh, <laughs> next up, Ben. Oh man, you love this. You love when the when the Browns lose. Oh, 38 to 24 Browns. Yeah. It was lose a close game to the a, hapless Cardinals. It was a close game until just about the fourth quarter, where the Browns and Baker Mayfield and and. I mean that team that we're oh. so hyped about to begin the season. Uh, they're, they're they're terrible. I love it. I mean, I, I, it's it's great. This is why. I mean, this is why I love. I mean, as much as I dislike six the San Francisco Forty Nine and eight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean the San Francisco Forty Nine ers a bunch of undrafted people. I mean, undrafted. Both of their running backs were not drafted. No. Uh, in the game, they got Debo Samuel, uh, first round or second round draft pick, playing really well for them. But it just goes to show how great coaching and great. Um, recruiting and prospect i mean and your advanced scouts who who find players to bring on to the team and you, you can have all the odells and landry's and mayfields and chubs that you want on your team uh but it doesn't necessarily translate to wins mayfield 30 of 43 do you think it's time to get rid of kitchens i mean just fire kitchens and and bring in a new they're bringing them back yeah. Ugh, they say why. they're bringing them back i don't know why i don't know why I don't know. I mean, the, the hodgepodge, the stew of players that he has on that team, I just think... I mean, you, sh- you shouldn't be with, with the players and, that he has on that team. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be 6-8 and eight right now. No, they no. should They should have won the division. Well, Maybe not, with, not, not, with, not, not with the Ravens. Yeah, not with the Ravens. But going into... They should be, they should be where the Steelers are, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I would say they should be battling the Steelers right now for that last playoff spot. This was the number one overall pick in the draft yeah. uh, two years ago. Baker Mayfield, uh, 247 yards, two count them. Two touchdowns in the game, one interception. And Kyler Murray, another very Kyler Murray-like line, and somehow they get the win. I don't understand Kyler Murray at all. 19-25 to for 219 yards, and count it! Not the greatest greatest stat line. One interception. Not the greatest, but he did make some... But week after week after week. But he made some big throws in this game. He made some nice throws down the field in this game, and uh, just rushing the football, he did a very good job with that as well. I mean, he ran out of the pocket when he needed to, to pick up yardage to extend plays. So he, he was actually 
pretty decent in this game. Yeah, to Franny's point, eight carries for 56 yards for the young and small Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kenyon Drake, who they're looking to pick up and sign to a long-term deal yeah, in Arizona, good. 22 carries for 137 yards and count them, four touchdowns. Damn. Whoever had him on fantasy... You're probably in the finals right now. One touchdown through the air, through the through the air to Dan Arnold, uh, Roseanne Barr's ex-husband. <laughs> uh, no other touchdowns through the air or on the ground uh, for this team or for the Arizona Cardinals. But the Arizona Cardinals somehow finally get a win, and they are playing. Who are they playing tomorrow? They have a game. Who's that? The uh, the Cardinals. Such Aren't they playing Bible. the Seahawks tomorrow? <laughs> oh, are they playing the Seahawks tomorrow? Okay, yes. but the Cardinals four nine and one. What an interesting line. In that area uh, for the Cardinals, but the, the Browns six and eight, guaranteed for my under nine wins for Cleveland Browns. And I think I wonder paid what, five what we, to one what to hit we have, this year. Sonia? I forgot what, what, how many wins our win total challenge. How many wins I picked for the probably Browns? twelve. No, I don't think it was twelve. It was eleven it or was, ten. It was, it was, it was up numbers. there. It wasn't too far They're, away. They are they it are in our away. lanai. A what? <laughs> in our lanai, it's our your, your back sunroom. Man, I should have gotten you. I, I should have gotten myself a, a, a word of the day calendar, <laughs> so I can I can catch up. I mean, there are these. Wor- I've never even heard of that word. A lanai. A lanai. Oh. No. A lanai. R- really? That's a word. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, lanai never. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of it. You uh, have a you have a sunroom. Yeah, but it's not a lanai, I guess. No, it's no. definitely not yeah, a lanai. Not but it is a sunroom. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, Franny, what's next up? Next up, Ben, we have the Dirty Dirty. Down in the Dirty Dirty. The Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Raiders. The Raiders losing their last game in Oakland Stadium, going out in Raiders fashion with a loss, being up in the fourth quarter and just blowing it at the end. Pathetic. I mean, really pathetic. I mean, this is the best performance that you could muster. I know John Gruden was very, very... Uh, you know, morose after this game about how he how the team performed their last game at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum, uh, but really a pathetic performance in front of their home team, their home fans who love them so so much. And twenty five, I learned tonight, twenty five percent of the season tickets that have been sold in the new stadium in Las Vegas have been sold to fans from. The Oakland area. Good for them. So that is, there are going to be a lot of road trips. Oh yeah, and flights on Southwest out of <laughs> Oakland to Las Vegas. I'm but just pouring myself a shot because but, I see the Cowboys are coming. But up. these are these are really great fans in Oakland. As much as we may not like the team necessarily, uh, and what Mark Davis has turned this team into, but they 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 deserve better in Oakland on their last game to lose to a team who just fired their general manager because. The entire Los- NFL Players Association hates the Jags. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Franny? I mean, that, that, didn't they I mean, deserve it's, better it's, than this? Than to lose to Gardner Minshew? I mean, do they deserve better? I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, the Raiders have been pretty terrible for, man. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl in 2000 and, what was it, 2000? Somewhere around there, 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere With around Rich. there. Rich. Yeah, and, but, but other than that Super Bowl appearance, they've been a pretty terrible organization for the past 25, you know, 30 years almost. So, I mean, do they deserve better? I mean, this is just kind of what you expect from them. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, that's, my best <laughs> Al, that's my best Al Davis impersonation right there. What was <laughs> that? That's how Al Davis talks. 
That's my best Al Davis impersonation. What the fuck is with this quarterback? What the fuck? I, I don't know about I don't that. Remember. I don't remember that. You play 60 minutes and 16 points is all you could score. No, it was it was just kind of what you expect. I mean, it was it was that's why I said in, in Raiders fashion. Just because this is what they've become, and it's pretty sad that they've fallen this far from grace from from the 80s when you know they were one of the powerhouse teams, and they've they've become this. Yeah, I mean, as recently as 10 years ago, they were they had the highest winning percentage of any team in any major sport in the United States. That's better than the Lakers, better than the Yankees, better than I mean, the, they, were, they were they were a brand almost. You know, I mean, it, the the Raiders were. You know, like the in the early '90s with the NWA, they were they were a brand, you know. But this is what you expect from them. Yeah, they're still a brand. It's just that most people <laughs> that are wearing that brand don't realize it's a football team. Yeah, I guess the fans <laughs> should complain more. But Derek Carr, two hundred sixty-seven right. yards right. on thirty-six attempts for one count. Of, yeah, one and Derek Carr. I think it's time to move on from Derek Carr. I I, I think we've seen enough from him um, to know that you know it's time to draft another quarterback and move in a different direction. Yeah, he's just he doesn't make good decisions. Matt Stafford. He doesn't take Eli well. Manning. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Easily. <laughs> we were talking about that. We were talking about R- that. If Rich Gannon can do go? it, Eli Manning can do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, Rich Gannon. Yo. <laughs> All uh, right. Next up. Next up, a game that we really don't have to talk about too much. The Vikings just dismantling the Chargers, thirty-nine to ten. Kirk, motherfucking cousins. Kirk, motherfucking. Two hundred seven yards. Count them. Uh, One touchdown. Subtracted. One interception. But Mike Boone <laughs> added two touchdowns on the ground. And Dalvin Cook, who is hurt. As uh, we speak, and may not huge. play this week. Uh, but I agree with Franny. The Chargers are terrible, yeah. uh, and the Vikings just just ran up and down and passed up and down the field on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next, we have a very, very, very interesting game. Franny, what say you about the next game? What game is it? What the fuck was this? Uh, what? <laughs> What's the next I mean, game? <laughs> I totally expected the Rams to just like run over the Cowboys. I didn't think uh. it would be close. And the Cowboys won forty-four to twenty-one. That's why I said, "Damn Rams!" Damn Rams! What do you Damn think of the Rams? Rams. What huh? do you think of the Rams, Sonia? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Oh my god! It it's unfortunate, unfortunate for both the Eagles and the Seahawks yeah. that the Rams couldn't pull it off the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Now it makes it more difficult for our teams. Yep. That is true, but the Cowboys get the win. Maybe you get another shot at it. I don't want to. Come on! Why would you do that? Everybody got set. Golf throws. Oh, fuck the Cowboys. I'm going to take a <laughs> shot right now per our agreement. Uh, Sean Lee is at, how, has that resurgence this year. Sean, when, when Sean Lee is healthy, Sean Lee is 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 a pretty good player, but he's just but injured. Even he's, he's making he, plays for the Cowboys right he's now. He's injured most of the time. He'll probably get injured against and the Eagles tomorrow. And not playing tomorrow. Cheers. Van Der Esch and Sean Lee hurt oh, no. tomorrow, but Van Der Esch is probably not going to play. Dak Prescott no. with a significant injury to his mm. shoulder. Yeah. What do you? What say you about the Cowboys? I was, I was surprised. I couldn't believe nice. it. I really could not believe it. I mean, I thought the Rams, the, the way they entered this game on a hot streak, they won two games. And I mentioned in our podcast that if they make the playoffs, they'd be one of the most dangerous teams in the NFC. But goddamn, they they just they blew it. Your they co-host, your co-host, put a bet down this week on the Cowboys to win yeah. the Super Bowl. Nice odds in that one. I'll but on shot. the ground, let's not even talk about Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard on the ground, 12 carries for 131 yards. And count it, one touchdown. And uh, Elliott on the ground, 24 of 117 for 117 yards. And two, count them, two touchdowns on the ground. Fire. Cheers, guys. Prescott, 15 to 23, 212 yards. And count them, 
two touchdowns. They just killed him. Franny, what did you just take a shot of? Jim Beam Fire. And why did you take that shot? Because we're drinking game, Ben. <laughs> oh, I love it when we get to talk about And we're still waiting cowboy. for Sonia. We're still waiting for Sonia to take a shot. But Sonia, you should try a little bit. You want to try a little bit of this Jim Beam Fire? Just a little bit. Fine. A okay. little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. There's Jared Goff, 33 of 51 for 284 yards. And count them, two touchdowns and subtract it. One interception in this game. Todd Gurley, 11 <laughs> carries for 20 yards. What a Todd Gurley-like performance. 20 yards, 1.8 yards per carry in this game. The Cowboys' defense just completely shut him down. Yeah, they did. They looked really good. Cooper Cup, 41 yards on six receptions for a touch and a touchdown. Todd Gurley, 18 yards on three receptions and a touchdown through the air. But the Cowboys just crushed. Yeah, they did. The and, and you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Cowboys. I think it's pretty obvious if you listen to this podcast. But I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, they came out big. You know, they they, they played with intensity. Um, they did what they needed to do. They won the game. I mean, if they lost this one, they would still be in in contention. I mean, it would just be make the road for the Eagles a little bit easier to make it to the playoffs. But um, you know, Dak Prescott has had a you know a good season. Ezekiel Elliott showed up. Their defense played strong. Uh, Sean Lee played well um you know and, and you know obviously van der Esch is, is 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 not back there you know we talked about him last year as being uh, one of the best uh uh rookie linebackers one of the best defensive sure. players last year so i think that sucks for him not being able to be there um but you know they did what they needed to do i wish the eagles did that against the dolphins of all teams um but you know it is what it is and tomorrow tomorrow's huge the Who showdown play? Who do you play? we play the cowboys the oh, least man. of the East are playing yeah. the showdown where, where are you tomorrow. guys playing? In Philly. You got it. Mm, I wish it was that easy, Sonia. <laughs> you got it. Easy game. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Is the season to buy no. your toys and your batteries. No if you're doing If you're Philadelphia Eagles fans, <laughs> the D and C batteries were sold out at your local 7-Eleven. <laughs> What's the next game up, Ronnie? <laughs> the next game up, another shocking result. This one Sonia liked. Sonia Leike. The Falcons scoring twice at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. 29-22. The Falcons pulling it at the end. And I don't know how they overturned that first touchdown toss into the end zone. I don't know how because there was... There wasn't there, 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 there was wasn't no inc- conclusive, incontrovertible, inconclusive, or conclusive evidence. There was no conclusive evidence because every time you look at the film, you can't see whether or not the ball touches the ground. It looks like it almost comes off of the side of the shoe of uh, the tight end. I can't remember, I don't remember the player who it was, but that that first throw should have been a touchdown. The second it was a tight one, end, I think the second one, I'm not sure why they reviewed it because you know the the, the clock ticked down to zero, but then they reviewed it. I think because it was the final two minutes of the game. I think they can. Maybe. I think they can. Maybe. I think they can. They can review anything they. I'm glad see they did. Fit I'm glad they in did. the last two minutes of the game. But it didn't look like in live action. It didn't look like Julio Jones did score a touchdown. But so they got them both did. wrong. I mean, yeah. the tight end caught the ball in the end zone, and clearly the ball was down near his foot mm-hmm. area. And even if it did touch the ground, I don't think that it, it was clear that he lost control of the ball as it touched the ground because it didn't start moving in his hand until after he. You know, he didn't lose his grip, and he raised the ball up off his foot, and then the ball started to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with Franny. They not only should the first one have been a touchdown and not overturned, the second one should have been a touchdown called on the field. Mm-hmm. And to Franny's point, I don't know what the rule was that allowed them other than the last two minutes to Maybe review that. it, but thank goodness that they did yeah. uh, because it meant 
a loss for the San Francisco 49ers on the heels of a Seahawks win what do you think over about the that, Carolina Sunday? Panthers and Matt Ryan with two huge touchdowns on 210 yards but they played well they did they, they did I mean it, it was a defensive battle on both sides of the ball Franny's beloved Matt Ryan <laughs> but Jimmy hey, Garoppolo Matt Ryan has had a great season he's been very good he's been very good on a bad team, team. yeah but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 22 of 34 on his way to the Brazzers warehouse. 200 yards and one <laughs> touchdown in the game. Raheem Mostert with a touchdown in the game. And Kyle Yushchik, whose name I can never pronounce, with a touchdown in the game. Sonia, what do you think about the Niners yeah. losing to the Atlanta Falcons? That must have made you somewhat happy. Excited for a second. I was excited until tonight. <laughs> exactly. exactly. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> I, I needed the loss tonight to to be. But even even if they lost tonight, though, Ben, there would still it would still come down to, to the last tomorrow, game. Not to I the mean, last they're, they're game. the two powerhouse teams in the NFC West, and it's kind of exciting. Yeah, because we were tied at eleven three, eleven three. If they lost tonight, they would have been eleven four. If I won tomorrow, I would be twelve three. But then you got to play them next week, and then I got to play them yeah, next, next week, week, and then. And then there's and that. If they it win, you're both twelve down. and four. Yeah. So then they go to the tiebreaker. No matter what, unless you got, unless the Niners lose, even if the Niners lost the game and you won today mm-hmm. or win tomorrow, it would, still, it would still be about the game, the last game of the year, because you're playing each right. other head to head. They've actually proven that the ESPN playoff predictor that you can punch the teams in in the scenarios is actually incorrect. Because if you guys were to both win today and both win. Uh, next week because of common opponents, or, uh, right? And you were to, if, actually, you know, if, if the Seahawks win tomorrow, if the, if the Seahawks lose tomorrow, and then they play uh, next week, and the Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks win, it actually goes to like the fifth tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. It goes from head to head to division record to common opponents to points scored. It gets it's like one short of a coin flip. Wow, it might be a coin flip, <laughs> but this is right. going to be fun. This no, is going to be uh, well, fun. Well, for me and Ben, it's fun. For Sunday, not so much. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I need to get through Can't beat tomorrow. The f- yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, you're playing Arizona. No biggie. Yeah. Arizona. Hey, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. In the desert. <laughs> the big red. Big red. No, I'm home. <laughs> which is- oh, you're playing home? <laughs> big neon. Big neon. <laughs> All right. Next game up, Ben. This. Oh, fuck. This game is a game that the Steelers should have won. Who are you guys playing? This was a pathetic display by the Duck Hodges. Steelers. Duck Hodges with how many turnovers, Ben? Four uh, interceptions in the game. Uh, One fumble lost. Another fumble on the ground. So we have a new sound effect for Duck Hodges. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Those are the four interceptions right there, I think. Yeah, so they took it to Duck Hodges this week. Four interceptions in the game. One really, really sloppy interception at the end of that game. But it was a pretty pathetic display all the way around. 202 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions Didn't look comfortable. Didn't look comfortable at all in that game. And uh, we praised him in the preceding two weeks before this game. But, man, he did not show up in this one. No, I mean it was it was bad. I mean it was bad all the way around. 
Um, James Conner came back in the game. He was healthy and ready to play, but he only carried the ball eight times. If he was healthy and ready to go, I think a healthy James Conner should have carried the ball 20 to 25 times in this game and given Hodges a little bit of room to work. Uh, I blame Randy Feekner for this game. They should not be throwing the ball 40 times with Devlin Hodges, not with James Conner healthy. They should have had a better game plan for him. They were throwing the ball way, way too much uh, in this game. 23 of 38 for 202 yards, one touchdown, four, as I mentioned, four interceptions in the game. The only touchdown through the air came from James Conner in this game. Uh, And Josh Allen, who was poorly, he played poorly last week, played poorly again today. In this game, he was 13 of 25 for 139 yards. And count it, one touchdown and subtract it, one interception. But Singletary, 87 yards on 21 carries. Josh Allen, 28 yards on seven carries. Uh, They did what the Steelers should have done, and Josh Allen played poorly. The Steelers definitely should have won this game. But Randy Feekner with a ridiculous game plan. The defense did everything that they could conceivably do to keep this team in the game. They again, well, this is actually the Steelers' 21st game in a row with a turnover. Uh, But Steven Nelson with an interception in this game. Uh, And... I just wonder how good this team could have been with Roethlisberger. They're center, the Bills, you know. They are essentially the Bills, yeah. but good with defense. a marginally worse quarterback. Yeah, good defense, but offense struggling the entire season. But the no defense just played so so well in this game. I mean, it was heartbreaking to watch Hodges give that game away at the end. They were driving. They had one chance uh, at the end of yeah, the game. That last uh, interception took too many sacks. Didn't throw the ball away. Uh, just. Not a good performance, and Randy Feekner has got to have a better game plan going into this. But week do you feel pretty confident, Ben? Your chance the last couple of uh, weeks. I mean, you're going to lose opponents. The playoffs. If they make it to <laughs> the playoffs, they're... once you make it to the playoffs, I mean, it's it's a anything one can game. But anything can happen. You never know. Uh, if Randy Feekner can get back to running the ball, he can. You know, he's got to figure out a way to get some pass plays, you know, between the numbers in the middle of the field. You can't continue to throw the ball to the sidelines and outside the numbers over and over again, especially when teams know you're going to do it. They've mm-hmm. got to get a more creative game plan to, or, or play calling on offense for Hodges. He's got to be able to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They've got to use James Conner more in this game. Uh, Juju looks like Juju will be out in this game, but Conner needs to have a huge, huge game. I mean, it's it's too bad. I mean, just like the, the Seahawks are, have some injuries this week as well. The Eagles have some injuries this week as well. But but you guys have been able to overcome it. The Steelers have to prove. Mm, the Eagles have not been this able week to overcome they can it. Overcome. You, had, you had no receivers. You literally had no receivers. Exactly. You were about to throw your backup quarterback out I would have as a loved to see Josh McCown go out there and, and, and catch a football. But this this was a pathetic, pathetic you know display by the Steelers' offense. The defense, you know. Very good, but, but that, that's one of the positives that you can take away from this game is, you know, last year in the podcast, we were complaining about the Eagles' defense, and, and not Eagles, but the Steelers' defense, but even even the, the years preceding, I mean, we're, we've been complaining about the, the Steelers' defense not being that steel curtain, you know, I mean, it, it's been lacking, and the defense has been pretty terrible the last couple of years, but this year, they really picked it up, so, you know, with, with Ross Berger potentially coming back next year... No, you look towards- I agree. And, yeah. I mean, and I think this is the kind of team that Tomlin wants to coach. I mean, a team with a real 
defensive a, a team identity. without Antonio Brown. And a team without without a, without Roethlisberger throwing the ball 45, 50, 55 times a game. I think he enjoys coaching this kind of team. Uh, and he's done an excellent. He's done an amazing job. I, 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 he should be the coach of the year. I agree, especially if they make especially the if they make playoffs. Exactly. Sonia, anything to add about Devlin Duck Hodges? Nope. All right, Friday. What's next up? Next up, Ben. Is that a game? What's up? That happened. It it, it is it is a game that happened. Um, the Saints winning thirty four to seven against the Colts. Andrew Brees. Setting a new record. Yes, the Drew Brees Monday Night Love Fest continues. <laughs> 29 of 30 for 307 yards and four, count them, four touchdowns, setting what the all-time touchdown. regular season touchdown record. Uh, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels nearly crawled down in the field <laughs> naked to hug him. Oh, my God. I mean, it was it was a love fest on Monday night for the one-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback, uh, Franny, what did you think about this game? I clearly I, am not as big a Drew Brees fan as everyone else is. I, I, well, I didn't really watch, you know, much of the game. I mean, I was I was at work for most of it. But uh, I mean, you said that Drew Brees should have been taken out of the game, you know, just so he doesn't get injured. But I, I didn't mind him staying in there and um, you know setting the record and and going for more yards, maybe another touchdown here and there. So now he has what five hundred and forty, give or take touchdowns. Versus the 539 that Peyton Manning threw in his career, so I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, I mean, Franny and I were, you know, we were texting during the game, and I, I just thought it was a really, really poor decision to send him out there for the fourth quarter with a team that's sitting at 11 and three with a potential yeah. first round bye to to stack up touchdowns and and points potentially uh, for your personal records and your personal accolades. If he were to get shellacked in that fourth quarter. And we're lost for the playoffs. I wonder how Sean Payton would view that. But when you when you but, coach from your groin instead of from your head, because there's no way in on God's green earth. Yeah, but he knows who his that Tom Brady is. would have been out there. Bridgewater also performed admirably in his absence. So I mean, he knows he can win with Drew Brees or without Drew Brees. Uh, it was just great. I mean, for me, it was great to see Drew Brees set the record. Drew Brees. Um, in my opinion, is is I mean he's a stand up guy. He's a, he's a very good guy, and and I'm happy for him that he did, you know, set the new record. I mean he he hasn't had as much success, I guess, if you look at Super Bowls. Yeah, if uh, you look at the actual success of how we measure success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, he could win one this year. He could. He could. I just don't think Tom Brady would have been out there in that fourth quarter with that kind of lead um, against a team that was clearly clearly playing poorly uh i just think it was a, it was it was not a good smart move but then again you know not smart i'm just one guy with one opinion uh <laughs> jacoby Brissett with a shit game 18 of 34 for 165 yards uh jordan jordan wilkins with a touchdown on the ground no touchdowns through the air but franny what do you or uh sonia what do you think about drew Brees setting the all time touchdown record for regular season TDs. Well, I'm one of those people that really likes him, so yeah. I'm He's very happy for him. He's a good guy. I don't guy. dislike him. Ben's a hater. I know. I'm not a Ben's hater, a Drew Brees hater. Just they have they have stacked <laughs> offenses, they have decent defenses and they can well, well, they don't have they, they're not it's not like the New England Patriots play in the NFC. So the excuse of not getting the Super Bowl does not exist. For the for the New Orleans Saints, what are you talking? About? If this guy is, you know, Aaron Rodgers went to how many Super Bowls? Three, two. 
Uh, uh, he beat us, two, and yeah, then he, he went, lost. Yeah, he went to two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. I mean, uh, Breeze has been to. Uh, he beat the, beat the uh, Colts. Yeah, he beat the Colts, and I think that was that was the only Super Bowl they, well, they should have went last year. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, they should have won last year. There's that. Uh, but I mean, I just think that you know, but the, too much celebrating of individual records. I think. And who did he surpass? Uh, Peyton. Yep. Yeah. And how do you feel about that man? Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I think he was smart to go to a team that had a really, really well put together offense and a just downright amazing defense, and he got himself two more Super Bowl champions. Okay. Championships. Championships. Whatever. Whatever. Next game. Uh, next game, Ben. It's, oh, today? Uh, it's from today. It's from today. It's the Texans and the Bucks. It's a game that I was not able to watch because I was at work. Ben, did you watch it at all? Uh, I watched a little bit of this game. I definitely, you know, I stopped by Island's Hamburger Bar or whatever the heck it is over there in the mall uh, to watch part of this game. I mean, the the Houston Texans got off to a big lead. I think it was... 17 or uh, 17 to 17 at the end of the at the end of the half but, they, but the Texans got off to a nice big uh jump at the beginning of the game I think it was 10 to 3 early on but for some strange reason they let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get back into it the Bucs, the Bucks scored 14 points in the second uh and 3 points again in the third but they were able to hold them scoreless in the fourth but Deshaun Watson again with a pretty pedestrian uh, performance 19 of 32 for 184 yards and don't count it zero touchdowns and do count it one interception in the game but Jameis Winston uh, generous once again uh, another another interesting interesting stat line 25 of 48 through the ball 48 times in the game for 335 yards and a touchdown Ronald Jones Jr. or Ronald Jones the second sorry 77 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown and Justin Watson with a touchdown uh, through the air. But again, the defense, I think the defense scored one, or we have one interception, two interceptions, three <laughs> interceptions, four counting. interceptions. Just keep on counting, Ben. So there's four interceptions on the defense in that game. Uh, but again, he throws a bunch of interceptions. Uh, I just don't know what to, I don't know what to make of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they were able to, you know, they were able to just, the Texans were able to get this win. And stay atop the NFC South. Well, I, think the AFC they, South. I, I think it's done. I think they, they will be the champs of the AFC South. So they did what they needed to do. And Sonia, what do you think? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I avoid those types of games. What's next up, Franny? Next up, Ben, a game where you were very disappointed in Josh Allen. I was. The Patriots winning 24 to 17. 24 to 17. Oh. How many sacks can you take? Josh Allen. <laughs> that is the question in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, another pathetic. He likes the pain. I mean, it was a pathetic performance by Josh Allen. I think yeah. two year, two full years in, it's time to move on from Josh Allen. I don't know. If he's not if, a very. He's just. He's not very good. I mean, to take. He took two obvious sacks in the fourth quarter that, that should not. That he, where he, the, the Patriots were all out. I mean, it was a zero blitz on both of the plays. There was nobody over the top. All he has to do is chuck the ball past his furthest receiver and <laughs> live to fight another day. But he's running around there. I mean, he looks literally like like he looks like you know Carson Palmer at the end of his career in the pocket. I mean, he just he's moving three inches in one direction and three inches in the other direction, and he's just not making smart decisions back there. He made a couple nice throws in the fourth quarter, but he's just not very good. I mean, this defense is almost as good as a Steelers defense. And they muster 17 points. The Patriots practically handed them this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Josh Allen was not able to take the field or take the, the team down the field 
in the fourth quarter and tie this game and get the game to overtime because he's just not very good. Uh, 13 to 26 for 208 yards and two, count them, two touchdowns in the game, but nothing on the ground. Uh, 46 yards on the ground from Singletary. A touchdown for John Brown and a touchdown for Don Dawkins. But the Patriots, Tom Brady again, 26 of 33 for 271 yards. And he rushed for a strange attempt (laughs) at a touchdown and nearly got himself killed, but tried to juke someone in slow motion when he was running for the goal line. Uh, Rex Burkhead with a touchdown, but Sonny Michelle, 21 carries for 96 yards. Franny, what do you think about that? About what? About the Bills <laughs> losing to the Patriots in a game they I mean, quite obviously they, I'm, could I'm have sure, and sure, should have won. I'm sure they could have won. I, I just wasn't able to watch the game, so I you know I, I, I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter. In, in Bill this Belichick one. happened in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I can't really add too much to this because I just wasn't able to watch it. But I mean, I, I, I easy. I, I, I could. They I wouldn't, it. I I mean, wouldn't the move Patriots on. Played like shit. I wouldn't game. move on from Josh Allen though. I mean, you said move on from Josh Allen. I would still give him one more year. I think there's there are certain things that. You know that they can, you know, sort of coach up. I mean, he had a fairly efficient game. I mean, it was thirteen for twenty six, two hundred eight yards, and two touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't know if he fumbled the ball at all uh, in this game. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. But I, they are at least one team that's sort of making a run in that division to sort of take on the Patriots. I mean, the Jets suck. the The Dolphins are pretty bad as well. So you know, the Patriots have a little bit of competition. So maybe next year, maybe. Next year will be the year. I know he has the talent. Bills. I mean, he has talent for I mean, sure. You know, playing he, against the top-rated, uh, he needs to work on his defense accuracy. in the league. He has sure. a good arm. Um, he needs but to work on his accuracy. He makes poor decisions. He's he should probably decide to run the ball a little bit more. Um, he just got stuck in the pocket and could not. You know, either he couldn't throw it away, and he couldn't move away from the pressure. He just kept getting stuck in the pocket, mm-hmm. and he was playing into Bill Belichick's offense or uh, defensive game plan in the game. And they just didn't have an answer for it. I mean, mm. you got to throw the ball away. Yeah, maybe he, I mean, he turns third and tens into third and fifteens. He turns second and fives into second and tens. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sonia, what do you think about the, our adopted team, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, that I'm leaving hey, at the fire station tonight? Seriously. Hey, they're, I'm they're, leaving the baby in the crib at the <laughs> fire station tonight. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They're still they are. in the playoffs. They are. I mean, they have a just above replacement level quarterback. Wait, wait. <laughs> What's their win loss? Ten and five. What's your win loss? Eight and six. We're eight and six going until tomorrow. Okay. So I mean that's what I mean. He's just marginally above replacement level. We have a very similar defense, and Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph are below replacement level. So you give us a replacement level quarterback, you give us a a Joe Flacco, and we probably have ten wins. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe. And that's where Josh Allen is, right at ten wins. I don't know. We'll see. All right. What's the le- Oh, this game. <laughs> what's the next game? The next game, the Niners and the Rams. The oh Niners God. with the field goal at the end. <laughs> Sonia's Sun- Sun- taking a shot. <laughs> but that was a small shot, Sonia. I don't care. That was Fucking a 49ers, man. Yeah. You got to fill that up. You got to fill it up. You got to fill it up. No, I just yeah, took it. No, 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 no. no. That's I'm not taking how my headset off. Shot. That's not That's how this works. All right, so it was a half a shot, so give her another half a shot. Yeah, so at least bit. it's a full shot. Just Fuck. a little bit, Sonia. Just a, just a little tiny bit, tiny bit. I, I never root for the Rams. And there I am at the restaurant trying to enjoy my meal. Yeah, a little bit. And I see a touchdown, and I'm excited. And they're up. 
And I thought, this is not happening, yeah. is it? This is not happening. And no, it wasn't happening. <laughs> but Simon, there's, it was there's a very other, exciting game. There's the other half of the shot. How do you, how do you like the Jimmy Fire? It tastes like um, the hot tamale candy. Yeah, right? It tastes it's, just it's like it. It's actually not bad. It's not bad. It, I kind of like it better than the... It has a little bit more sweetness. The to other it. fire, the Jack fire. Yeah, yeah. Because like the Jack fire is a little more subdued. This one has a little bit more of the sweetness. Yeah, I'm yeah. Dive I give the Niners a lot of credit though. Yeah, yeah. they played an exciting Whatever. game against the Rams. They played an exciting game water. against the Falcons. They played an exciting game against the Saints. They played an exciting game against the Ravens. They played an exciting game against the Seahawks. I mean, they. I mean, they played an exciting game against the Cardinals. I mean, they have really been. An entertaining team to watch. The Rams thus far this year, yeah. The Rams, but I mean, where the, was the this Niners, fight? Niners. Where was this fight last week against the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. I mean, if they just came out with the same sort of purpose, same sort of intensity, they would have beat the Cowboys last week, and I'd be less worried about tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't disagree. Oh. I mean, Jared Goff, fucking Rams. I should take a shot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I escaped without taking a shot. Yeah, yeah. I escaped I'm this entire. Man. Well, it's because the Bengals are pretty terrible. The Browns are pretty terrible. The Ravens are doing their thing. You haven't really said too much negative, you know, any negative comments about the Ravens. And the Ravens, respect. you should be saying the most negative shit about. There's yeah, respect. But there's, I, there's respect. I respect the Ravens. There's respect. I respect what fuck the Cowboys did last week. Fuck Odell there Beckham. Is, there it is. Okay, there it is. And there it is. fuck that entire offense. There it is. And Freddie Kitchen can't you get a handle had to make on all of these clowns that they've got on this offense. Nick Chubb, get yourself out of there. Abandon ship. Get yourself to a team that will treat you with the respect that you Who deserve. Who did Beckham reach out to? All right, here he, we go. He, he oh, reached he, out to you guys, right? Well, he allegedly didn't now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Allegedly, he's going to be there next year. He can't wait to come yeah. back and play with for the for the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield, who he loves oh, yeah, so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't All right, believe here's a that shout for out a Jack second. Fire. Uh, cheers, Ben. Cheers, Ben. So we've all taken a shot tonight, our drinking game. Ben said something negative about a team in his division and multiple players. Uh, Sonia, finally, finally for the first time well, in jealous. podcast history, off, man. <laughs> said something negative about somebody in her division, and I always say something negative. You throw negative one of those receivers on the Steelers the and we're freaking 11 and 5. We're going fin- to finish 11 and 5. That's how pathetic they are. You know what really grinds my gears <laughs> all right. is Ben's Jared, podcast coming up next. <laughs> Jared Goff, 27 of 46 for 323 yards. Played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two touchdowns and one interception in this game, but they really had a good game plan, rolling them out to the left, to the right, getting them, moving them out of the pocket, uh, trying to disrupt that San Francisco 49ers pass rush, and it worked well for most of the game, and they really, really had an opportunity to win this game. Gurley, again, with a pretty garbage game. 15 carries for 48 yards, but two, count them, two huge touchdowns. But Sonia's favorite quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 of 27 for 248 yards, and they get the win notwithstanding one touchdown, count it, and subtract two interceptions in this game. But the ground game was the story. Mostert, 53 yards on the ground. Coleman, 33 yards on the ground. Samuel, three carries for 28 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Kittle with an 80-yard effort and a touchdown as well, leading the San Francisco 49ers at 12-3 and going into a showdown with the Seattle so Seahawks so nah, next week. Kittle won't be out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kittle was, I mean, he was a factor tonight, but he was not as big a factor as he could have been. True. I mean, last week he was just a downright, I mean, he was a machine last week. All right, that's it, I think, for the week week 15 15. recap. 
Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. Yes, our fellow NFL podcasters and independent podcasters. We do this together. We do this for the love of the game. We do this not for money, but because we care about... <laughs> about coughing and coughing out of the wow. <laughs> I was going to say camera but away from the mic Ben's uh, well, yeah, what are you was, choking on right now yeah that was uh, I think it was the Jack Fire so I apologize Jim Beam Jim Beam Jim Beam Fire I apologize we do this for the love of each other and the love of the NFL and the love of podcasting I don't know where that came from I think a little Jack Fire in my throat uh, but a That's shout out to the NFL Scotland podcast these are broadcasters Paul Mitchell and Cameron Hobbs out in the UK. They're joined by a guest every single week to discuss all things NFL, but from a Scottish point of view. This is truly, truly, truly a great show covering all things NFL from a different point of view. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for a link in the show notes. And you can find them on Twitter at Scotland NFL. These guys really, really are an awesome, awesome show. Uh, they've come to the States a couple times to watch the Scottish Hammer, or at least once to watch the Scottish Hammer. Uh, who punts for my hated, hated Cleveland Browns? But they have uh, great segments uh, where they, you know, they essentially uh, name their top performer for the week, mm-hmm. their poor performer for the week, and a ball bag, as they call them. <laughs> so essentially, their scumbag of the week. They do yeah. a really, really great job. Uh, so Cameron and Paul. I'm sure. I'm sure they're. Uh I've never listened to them, but I'm sure their accents are a little better than ours. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, and they, they recommended, uh, they've recommended gins to us. They've recommended yep. scotches yep. to us as well because they are right there on the space side drinking <laughs> the scotches from their source. So NFL Scotland, please, please check this out. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is the playoff picture. All right, everyone. Hold tight and we'll be right back with the playoff picture. All right, and we are back with the playoff picture, Ben. I'm sure you have that up on your computer. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so, because then I pulled I up my so, phone. I hope so, because I don't have anything. Uh, AFC, uh, top seed in the AFC right now are the Baltimore Ravens, sitting atop the AFC North. Uh, we also have the New England Patriots, close behind at 12-3. and three. They clinched, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kansas City, 10 and 4. Houston, 10 and 5. Buffalo, 10 and 5. And the lowly Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at A and 6, or 8 and 6. In the <laughs> NFC, we have Seattle atop the leaderboard. The number one seed at 11 and 3. The Packers right behind them at 11 and 3, although that has changed with the San Francisco win. They are up there as well. New Orleans at 11 and 3. Dallas sitting at seven and seven. Oh my gosh. And Minnesota at ten and four. Still alive in the AFC. Tennessee at eight and six. Cleveland is by all accounts done at six and eight. And the LA Rams were sitting at eight and six. They had a chance, but they are all but done as well. And the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at seven and seven. Frane, what do you think? The AFC Baltimore sitting atop. They can clinch a first round bye. With a win or tie or a Kansas City loss or tie. Yeah, I mean, the, the remaining opponents right now are the Browns and the Steelers. I can definitely see them beating the Browns easily. 
and the Steelers. And it's okay possibly to say that. <laughs> even the Steelers. It's okay to say uh, they can beat the Steelers easily. easily. But if they do clinch it, though, I mean, if, if they're let's say they they go twelve and three, and well, I guess well, the Patriots have the Dolphins next up, so they could go twelve and four right now. So I guess the Ravens really need to. Uh, Need to finish out the season. They can't rest anybody, even in that last game. So I can, um, I can see them winning those two games, Ben. I'm sorry, but I can, uh, I can definitely see them beating the Browns and the Steelers if they pull, if they play at full strength. I agree, Sonia. Anything? Who does Kansas City play? Uh, Kansas City has the Bears and the Chargers, also both oh. very winnable games. Okay, so the Ravens, the Ravens keep their number one seed with a win and and a Kansas City loss or or a yeah, but I, oh, yeah we're done yeah. okay <laughs> yeah but definitely one and two or you know I, I, I can see them both staying in that position I mean they can swap maybe one and two um, but you know they're gonna be the Ravens and the Patriots will be there with the Chiefs but Ben there's a question mark with the Steelers though no, oh, you could say that again. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Something I mean, else. you got the Jets coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that in our Week 16 picks as well. Um, but you know, I could see you guys beating the Jets with the Ravens can be very difficult because they also have to win to keep their number one seed. Yeah, I mean, it's they're still alive. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers are still alive, but they've got to beat the Jets. They've got to hope for a Tennessee loss, and they can also then lose to the Ravens in the final season or the final game uh, after Tennessee's. Loss as well in the NFC. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers can clinch the NFC North Division with a win or a tie. The Cowboys can clinch the NFC East Division with a Dallas win. And the Vikings can clinch a playoff berth with a Minnesota win, tie, or a Rams loss, which happened today. So Minnesota has clinched. Yeah, they've clinched. A playoff berth as of today. Uh, the Saints can clinch the NFC South, or they have clinched the mm-hmm. NFC South division. Seattle clinched a playoff berth in Week 15. San Francisco clinched a playoff berth in Week 15 as well. Uh, the Steelers again—they really, really, really have to win the game against the Jets and hope that Tennessee loses as well. But the biggest game on the agenda <laughs> for all of our teams is the Dallas Cowboys at. The Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what happens That's be very tomorrow? Interesting. What happens tomorrow? So so Dallas has to win in order to. Well, Dallas would clinch with the win. The Eagles wouldn't clinch uh, with the win. They would still have to beat the Giants the following week. Which you're fine with, okay? Yeah, yeah. It was so easy the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's not that's not easy. But uh, I'm, I'm more focused on the game tomorrow. The Eagles and the Cowboys. That is essentially a playoff game. Uh, for the Eagles, uh, for the Cowboys, they can play a little more relaxed uh, because it's it's not completely over for them. Even if they do lose, um, it's gonna be a tough one though. Who but I would play? be excited. So I would be really excited. I mean, I, you know, I, I I would hate to see the Seahawks lose, oh. but I would love to play the Seahawks at home in oh. Philly. And finally, after I all know. of these I years, I'm gonna step all aside. Of these years, for the last <laughs> four. Five years now, the mm-hmm. Seahawks have beaten the Eagles. I would hope that that one win, that one win would come in the playoffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be so sweet. It would be wouldn't so it? sweet. Wouldn't then it? Then I might give you a hug. Uh, yeah, yeah, bite me. 
Yeah, but I mean, you guys are sitting up there at the one seed. I mean, San Francisco is nipping at your heels. No, as well, San, San Francisco Fran is, right now is the first. San Francisco right now is the first seed because yeah. of the win until the game. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, until yeah. the game tomorrow. But right now, where they currently sit is number one. We'll see the Seahawks. I uh, have Arizona tomorrow. It's a divisional game. Those are always tough. They are. I would expect them to win that game. I expect them too. But but the Seahawks <laughs> at home suck. <laughs> pretty, much, year, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. But I'll take Pete Carroll any day. What did yeah. he say? I love close games. But going back, going back yeah, to the AFC. Yeah, he definitely loves M. Night Shyamalan of <laughs> NFL coaches. <laughs> going back to the AFC, though, Ben, I mean, with, with the Steelers sitting where they're at and the Titans uh, also nipping at ear heels, um, you know, they have the Saints tomorrow. The Saints, obviously, a very good team. And the Texans right after that. The Steelers play the Jets and the Ravens. I mean, what do you think about your chances right now? Where you sit, are you pretty comfortable? Do you I feel am comfortable? pretty comfortable going into tomorrow. The yeah. Saints still, well, the Saints <laughs> still have a chance, an outside chance to get a first round bye. They beat the Tennessee Titans tomorrow. They're sitting at twelve and three. Yeah, that's true. If for some reason, if for some strange, you know, reason, Green Bay uh, and Seattle and San Francisco potentially lose to the Seahawks next week. I mean, there is a chance still that the New Orleans Saints can end up with a first-round bye. So I think they'll be playing for something tomorrow against the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who, who does this uh, Tennessee have. They have a hard game the following week as well. They play I the think. Texans, but the Texans, could they rest their players, though? I mean, because they've already clinched the division. They have a playoff. They're 10-5. and five. They can't get a bye. No, they can't, they can't get a bye, but they're in the playoffs already. So I'm not sure if that would change their standings if they... So tomorrow is it for go the Steelers. To, if they go to 11-5. and five. They need Tennessee to lose. The Steelers need to yeah. win the heading into just, the final game of the year yeah. where if the Steelers lose and the Tennessee Titans win against the Texans, the so Steelers own the tiebreaker ben, and the Steelers will be in. Ben will be the biggest New Orleans fan tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow you can play Drew Brees. I mean, I don't care if they're up 45 to nothing. <laughs> but you yeah, know what? You can, play him, you can play him in the final two Let him continue the to get those fucking touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Chris Collinsworth out there. Get him on yeah, his Chris knees. Get him, get him all greased Chris up. Chris Collinsworth. Now this guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just has something. Now this guy. It's like, dude, you always have a black story about, a back story about everybody. But he's, he's like the Vin Scully of an you know, the Vin Scully of I NFL hate him. play-by-play. I hate him because he's an Eagles hater. He doesn't want to admit it. But Chris Collinsworth is an Eagles hater, and I would take a shot right now by saying, fuck Chris Collinsworth. I hate that guy. <laughs> Wait, did he play in the NFC East? Uh, Chris Collinsworth? What, I, I played for the Bengals. I, I don't know who he I, I, I don't know where I, he I, I think that's, that's where he played. I think he played in the AFC. That's, that's, for his entire career? Yeah, but he's just a hater. Gotta hate that guy. And a little Chris Collinsworth hate here on yeah. the podcast. I, I love his broadcasting voice. He has yeah, a great yeah, he voice. Has a good one, yeah. But and he's—I mean—listening to Booger he's, and yeah. Booger's sidekick, whoever the hell that is—I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it's not. Compared to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, I'll take Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels any day. Okay. Uh, you know, Booger is god awful. Yeah, yeah. And and the Al only Michaels, downside, Al Michaels is great. The only downside to having three games on a Saturday right before the holiday That's season stupid. is that you got a heavy dose of Deion Sanders yeah. and Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> attempting to analyze football. Uh, Deion is is good enough because he has entertainment value. Yeah. Ladanian Tomlinson should not be on a television screen <laughs> anywhere unless oh he's God. videotaping messages for his family to send only to his family. Yes, Ladanian you Tomlinson, we need playmakers you know on every phase of the game. Oh that is true. You need playmakers on offense and defense oh and God. also on special teams. He's getting so That's excited. the only fucking thing this guy says. Big plays and playmakers. Yes, we get it. 
You played one position. You know one position. Get off my TV. Wow. Sorry. You know I can't really, stand Lenny. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> that, that's, 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 <laughs> quite that's, quite least, that's quite the rant but right there. But at least Dion has like the cool shit. You know, what is he like? You feel good. You you you, feel, you look good. I you feel see, good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. They pay good. Like I he's got, see, he's I got see, some good shit going on in his mind. I want to see Gronk. I want to see Gronk. Gronk also oh has gosh. entertainment value. He does, but he's, 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 but he's about as good at football analysis as Lenny I mean, I want to see the analysis. He's a funny guy. He's just one of those dudes that you just want to, you know, see on TV and just... Yeah, you know, at least they got Jason have, Witten off my TV. He should have a couple of drinks and just have that guy go out there and, and <laughs> yeah, analyze sure. football. I'm sorry. I just, LaDainian Tomlinson, listening to him try to analyze football, it's just, it's painful. How the network that owns the league can't get uh, better analysis. Yeah, you got Chris Rose as your flagship he was a gentleman every Sunday. Very good running back. He was. He was. But, Debbie, <laughs> you, do you watch Chris Rose? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he does the NFL. He's the guy that's sort of, a, he's the non-football player analyst every uh, every Sunday, and he's he's terrible as well. Sort of went, He's like, uh, John went off on a tangent right there. Sorry about yeah. that. Sorry about that. All right, All right Friday, what's next up on the big board? I'm not even sure. <laughs> uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our week 16 picks. Oh, it's good that Sonia's here for this. Yes. All right, what games do we have? But Sonia usually writes these down. Right, Sonia? I do. Yeah, but me and Ben don't usually write them down. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to sort of guess at to who Ben picked and who I picked. Uh, who won? So we're, yeah, we're, I picked we're, we're not as good. Yeah. <laughs> At that, and Ben takes a lot of credit for it. <laughs> that is true. That is like, true. That's exactly who I picked. No, no, it's not. Will Greer. Jets, Jets all the way. Jets I'll are winning remember. the Super Bowl. Uh, I get to give up on the Jets at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Week 16. <laughs> I know. Week 16, finally, finally, he's realized that the Jets are not who he thought they were. All right, first game up, Friday. Steelers at Jets. Oh, there. <laughs> Who do you pick? I'm ben? asking you. I'm gonna, I have to go with the Steelers in this one. I have to. I have to pick uh, the Steelers. I have to pick the Steelers. I think they're good enough to win this game. I think they'll win this game. Anyone out? As, ba- as bad as Duck Hodges was last week, I think he can muster up a good game. Is that his real name? Uh, no, it's Devlin. Devlin. Devlin, but he, he likes to hunt ducks. He's a duck hunter. <laughs> Screw him. Jets, on Nintendo, <laughs> on Nintendo, he was a duck hunter. <laughs> I don't know, huh? Yeah, no. This uh, one's a difficult. One. Where are they playing? Are they, they're playing at Jets. In, oh, they're playing. Oh, not that far away. Uh, anyone uh, injured? At MetLife Stadium. At Met- Connor is playing at full strength. Juju Smith-Schuster will play potentially, but probably All right, not. Steelers. All right, I'm going to also take the Steelers because I have no choice. You have to beat the Jets, <laughs> much like. The Eagles had to beat the Dolphins. You have to beat the Jets. Next, next up. Oh, next up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ronnie. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Am I good? Okay. <laughs> All right. It's it's a very important game for you, Ben. Killing me at these openers. It, it is. At, <laughs> it's very important. Tennessee versus Normans. Oh, uh, Saints at Titans. Uh, I'm taking the Saints. Drew Brees. Saints. Light them up. Saints. No Derrick Henry in this game for the Titans. That's I, I a big see- loss. Did he get injured today? Uh, last game. Oh, last, last game. It's game. a lingering injury from the last game. So looks like he's out for the game. But if he's even, if he plays at all, it will be very, very limited. Sonia? Saints. I also choose the Saints in this one. All right, Friday. Next up. Next up, Ben. Well, not a very important game. Panthers, Colts. Neither of these teams has a chance Colts. to make the playoffs. The Panthers have a, a new starting quarterback in this one. Will Greer from West Virginia. 
Yes. And uh, I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. Colts. I am also going with the Panthers in this game <laughs> because Will Greer you know what is going to win right his then. debut. Where is he from, Ben? He's from West Virginia. Oh, my God. It's the first West time I heard Virginia. that on the podcast. Rocky Mountain. No, it's not Rocky oh, Mountain. You should have that. Almost have that. heaven. West Virginia. All right. What's next, Ronnie? Ben has an angelic voice. Uh, next up, the Bengals and the Dolphins. Um, I don't even care. Dolphins. Really. I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. They're playing Miami. Uh, I'll take the Bengals. I'll be contrarian. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it doesn't really The Red matter. Riders finishing up his career. Uh, the Ravens and the Browns, the next game. Ravens, Browns, Ben, uh, divisional game, playing in Cleveland. Ravens. Oh, the, uh, the Ravens are going to crush Yeah, I, I think the They're Ravens gonna embarrass should them. easily win this game. If they don't, I'd be shocked. He should be sleeping at the stadium after this game. Yeah. <laughs> That should be his actual home after this game. And then the game after that, the Jags and the Falcons. Ooh. Zanya. Falcons. Franny's beloved. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. He's going to get I another mean, where win. Was, I mean, seriously, they beat the 49. Where was that play the entire season? That is yeah. who the Falcons should have been. I agree. I don't I agree. know. I, uh, they man. look like a really pretty disappointing. I mean, they look like a, they look like a playoff team in that game. It, 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 they they looked like one, but it's 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 disappointing, you know, for them. Not so much as a fan of a team in the NFC, uh, because I don't want too many successful teams in the NFC. Um, but yeah, I, I would choose the the Falcons in this one. But it was really shocking, you know, the way they pulled it I mean, out. They looked really. Yeah. I mean, they looked good. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons as well. Friday, what's next up? Next up, another game that's not very important. It's a divisional game. The Giants and the Redskins playing in Washington. Ick. Sonia. Huh. Redskins. Me too. I'm gonna, I would have to go with the Redskins. I think the Redskins have been playing better as of late. I'm going to take the G-Men in that game. I mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. the G-Men are going to finish up to, on a high note. Always, you always have to counter me and Sonia. No, no, Who's playing? Who's yeah. playing? Uh, I think it's Daniel Jones in this okay. game. I think he's going DJ? to play and yeah. he's back healthy. Yeah. If they have a chance to make the playoffs, then we might as well play. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out tomorrow. Uh, next game, another game that's not really important. The Lions and the Broncos. Lions. Drew Locke. Drew Locke going to get lucky. Team. Go get lucky oh tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, very good, Ben. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Broncos in this one, too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, in AFC... <laughs> West showdown. West, exactly. The Raiders and the Chargers. Oh my God. Uh, playing here in LA in Raiders country, really. Um, I, I would say the Raiders are Raiders. going to win this I'm one. I'm pretty sure anywhere it's the Chargers that, play is Raiders country. That entire stadium <laughs> will be black and silver. The entire stadium. Oh, it's going to be. And there's amazing. not going to be one Chargers oh, fan. No, if there no, is no. a Chargers fan, he will get his ass beat. Yeah, I wouldn't go to the game. I would not. Yeah. Seriously, don't show I'd up. Wear, I definitely would wear my like Charles Woodson jersey if I was going to that game. Yeah, yeah no. even if I were a Chargers fan. Next game on the docket: the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Oh, Sonia, what do you think about this game? Oh, <laughs> it's a divisional game. Cardinals have nothing to lose, so I, I could see, I could see them really giving us a hard time. Yeah, they have nothing to lose except the game, son. <laughs> well, right, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we suck on, at home. I, I, yeah, we suck I, at home. But the Cardinals have been pretty terrible this season. You know what? They they, they pull through. They have I mean, four been, wins. They, yeah. They've played a lot of teams pretty close. But I, yeah. I, could see I mean, I, I'm choosing one. Seattle, yeah, but yeah. what I fear is... 
But it doesn't really matter, right, Ben? If if they lose this game, it doesn't matter. It, it just they still have to play it, the, it still comes still down to, the Niners, next to the Niners, whether yeah. you win or you lose. Yeah, it still comes down to that game. You're going to some crazy ass tiebreaker if you guys if you guys split. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Because I choose the Seahawks. We all choose the Seahawks in this one because. So it is now fourth and one. It is Carson, and he will pick up the first down and a touchdown. First down and then some is what you mean. <sighs> and that's why I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks because Chris Carson is going to run all his legs over the Cardinals tomorrow. Pile and these Panthers so. into the end zone. All right, Friday, what's next up? Next up, the internet connection has failed me, but it was <laughs> the Eagles and the Cowboys. That was the next game up. Eagles. You guys got this. Oh, thank you, Sonia. Thank you guys you. got I, this. I appreciate I'm going to lean that. back in my I chair and listen to what Franny has to say. Oh, should we get the shot ready? <laughs> Ben's <laughs> ben stretching out right now. If, <laughs> if only everybody could see that. Um, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to take any shots right now. I'm not going to say anything negative about the Cowboys. Um, in this game... I'm not very confident in the Eagles. They have absolutely no receivers in this game. Their secondary is atrocious. It is disgusting. They're terrible. Disgusting? As an Eagles fan, I hate to say this, but I think the Cowboys will win this game. I'm just being real. So what does that do to your playoff chances? It means that they're done. We're done for the season. Yeah. I don't want to play the Cowboys. Oh, that'd be awesome, son. You get revenge. No, I, I won't get revenge. revenge they for, they re- beat me last, for last year. year. Revenge for last year and revenge for Friday. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Exactly. You're putting a lot on but me, man. I, 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 don't, I just don't see the Eagles winning this game. I would love for them to win this game, obviously, but I just don't think. I do. I have enough faith. I wish I had the same amount of faith. And at, you do not. Is it I at Cowboys? No, it's in Philly. Yeah, it's at yeah, Philly. No, the, the batteries yeah. are. We got it. Stop yeah. it. The batteries are in the carts. That secondary. Stop. Will be the death of the Eagles. Devontae Maddox is <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. All right, but notwithstanding this. Maybe you get another shot at it. Everybody got set. Goff throws. Pass picked. Lee. Sean Lee. Still going. Huh. Inside the 10. And his first interception. Yeah, so notwithstanding that, yeah. I am picking the Philadelphia Eagles Yeehaw. because Vanderesh and Sean Lee will not be playing at full strength in this game. Vanderesh probably Van out. Vanderesh will not Sean be Lee probably less than 100%. He's Dak Prescott less than yep. 100%. Agreedable. And Doug Peterson at 100% <laughs> in this game. Yeehaw. He's had some pretty terrible play calls in the yeah, That is true. <laughs> that is true. But Miles Sanders will be at. One hundred percent. I mean, I would Zach love. Ertz will be at one hundred percent to play the Seahawks. Dallas Goddard, one hundred percent. The offensive line, one hundred percent. The you defensive asshole. run-stopping machine that is the would Philadelphia Eagles defensive line is going to shut down card. Ezekiel Elliott wild. in this game. Count it, winners. Bank it. They are going to hold Elliott to less than eighty yards on the ground in this game. No, Pull no, out no. a win. By six points. I'm not worried about them stopping Ezekiel Elliott. The Eagles have a good rush defense, but it's, it's past the defense. Cowboys it's can't win without Elliott running terrible. the ball. Terrible. They can't win without him running terrible. the ball. Terrible. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is undefeated against it's the Eagles. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, next game up Chiefs and Bears. Is that a game that is happening? <laughs> it is tomorrow. Chiefs. <laughs> oh, the Chiefs are going to crush them. 
Okay, that's 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 the that's the Sunday night game. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, crush yeah, I could I could see the Chiefs winning that one pretty easily. Sanya said Chiefs too, also. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next game. Oh, we got the Packers and the Vikings. That is a huge divisional game. This could a turn the division implications in yeah. that one. Oh man, let's go, Kirk motherfucking Cousins. Let's do this. The Vikings are gonna win. Kirk motherfucking Cousins is gonna win this game. I'll go, I'll go with the Vikings. Who? I'll go with the Vikings. Wow. We have unanimity here on a game that matters. Usually we have unanimity on a game that doesn't matter, but we have consensus. And you? That Kirk motherfucking Cousins is going to win this game. Send Aaron Rodgers back to the wild card spot. But in the playoffs still. But in the playoffs still. <laughs> but I think the Vikings are going to win this game, and I think they're going to probably win it by a big chunk. Wow. Okay. I'm not that confident. Though. Right. They've got a better win. team. Dalvin Cook is hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. May not be playing. I forget who the backup's name is, but he's been running the ball pretty Very good. This year yeah, as well, I can't yeah. remember his name either. But he, he actually played well in every single game that Cook was banged up. Yeah. All right, Franny, what's next up? Next up, Ben, we have your early betting corner. Is this so Sonia can hear your song? Uh, this is so Sonia can hear my song and also so we can get Frane's Fantastic Five or it is, it is Sexy actually, Six Parlay. It's a Fantastic Five uh, this week. So we'll take a quick break. We'll cue up the new song for the betting corner and Sonia will hear it and probably leave us shortly <laughs> thereafter. But hold tight. Yep. New song. New betting corner. Hold tight. Fantastic! It's betting corner time, people. You'll get the certified picks. Ben won't throw up no bricks. We got the lines each week and some totals just to wet your beak. But that's not all, people. Not by a long shot. Everybody say, hey, Brownie's got a parlay. He's got the skill, but you'll put the bill. Sexy six of Fantastic Five, it's a betting beehive. Heavy favorites in the mix, and some long shots just for kicks. It's betting corner time. Grab your tonic and lime, or your bourbon or rye. It's almost always a blast. But let's make that cash last. Ben's got a teaser, a true Vegas pleaser. At six and some juice, this winner's a deuce. Everybody say, hey, Fran has got a parlay. Please join him if you will. From L.A. to the dirty, dirty of Gainesville. It's betting corner time. Grab your tonic and lime. Or your bourbon or rye. It's almost always a blast. But let's make that cash last. It's betting corner time, folks. Every week on Thirst and Gold Pocket. <laughs> All right. <Wow>. So, <laughs> Sonia, what are your first impressions of that? Where were you so, when you did this? Uh, in the lanai. In the lanai. In the yeah. lanai. Wow. <laughs> well, what is your impression of the song there, Sonia? Um, so- and be honest. 
a lot of rhyming, <laughs> uh, a lot of screaming. Um, I was pretty amped up during that song. I, I, God, I wish there was a fly on the wall. <laughs> to so see how many, could, how many takes. I can't right. do this while you're here. Uh, apparently. <laughs> um, because I'd probably come in and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, probably. Um, kind of too long. Yeah, it was uh, two minutes and like two minutes and ten seconds. So long. if you were to rate that, Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> I said the bar so high was front of shot. Yeah, yeah. front of shot was, was, yeah. is right there. I, that's probably, you know, drop the mic and be done. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, do one song and then never. <laughs> well, if you're going to do another one, maybe Dude. not two minutes and God My knows how many for seconds. Just, just, just record I want to hold your hand uh-uh. and then go away. <laughs> <laughs> go back to England, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Don't sing anymore. Are, are you saying? No, that? definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Did you just definitely compare not. yourself to John Lennon and no, Paul definitely McCartney? not. A little definitely bit. Not. A little, little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. All right, buddy. So it's a fantastic band. Where's the fantastic? I know you got the little. Oh, you have sound a fantastic bite. five. Fantastic. That's my. That's the sound bite. That's funny. That's the first time. Sonny hasn't been here for a few weeks. Yeah, she hasn't heard that either. Uh, So my (laughs) Fantastic Five parlay uh, this week is the Colts, the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. Ooh, money line. the Steelers in there? Parlay for those five games right there. Sonia, what do you think? I don't know. What's my... All winners. What's the plus minus... Uh, they're all... No, they're all heavy favorites. Yeah, they're all... He- not heavy, but they're all favorites. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm not <laughs> heavy favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you were one of the teams that was pretty heavy in that one, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, the Steelers, maybe not so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sonia has no thoughts. <laughs> no thoughts. Okay, we'll give you our certified picks, or Ben certified picks for the week. First up. But we wanted Sonia to hear that Yeah, song. we wanted yeah. Sonia yes, to hear Yes, yes. And with that, I bid so the all as, farewell. So as Franny said <laughs> last week... Franny said last week, uh, maybe we won't play that all the time. Uh, so, sounds as if we won't be playing that any of the time, which I am perfectly fine with. It was an attempt. Uh, oh, I loved it. Ben. It was an attempt. Uh, but a certified picks this week. Rams at Niners. Loser. I picked the Niners minus six. We published that on Twitter and on Instagram earlier in the week. That was a loser. So not only did Sonya get the loss of the Niners or the win of the Niners, I also lost my bet. Uh, Next up, Ravens versus Browns. Baltimore minus 10. I am taking the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to just completely embarrass and obliterate the Browns in this game. Next up, we have the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. I am taking the Cardinals in this game with the points because the points are minus 9.5. And thus far this year, the Seahawks have won 10 of 11 games by one score or less. I don't have any reason to believe that they are going to blow out the Cardinals. So take the Arizona Cardinals plus 9.5. Next up, Chiefs versus Bears. Take the Chiefs all day and twice on Sunday. The Chiefs are going to crush the Bears tomorrow. KC, minus five. Next up, Packers versus Vikings. Kirk, motherfucking Cousins. Minnesota, favored by 4.5 points, four and a half points in this game. Take the Vikings. They are going to send the Packers out of the division lead. 
Next up, Saints versus Titans. I can't believe I'm saying this. Notwithstanding Derrick Henry being out, Titans backs against the wall. Saints, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans plus three in this game. I think the Titans could potentially win this game outright, but they potentially could keep this game within a point or two. But those are your certified picks and your fantastic five parlay for this week. And Frane's parlay must hit. Fantastic. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, Frane, what do you think? I I think that Sonya has uh, weighed in. And it appears that the song definitely, is definitely. not going to make another appearance on this podcast. Maybe one more. So fans of uh, <laughs> of my of my uh, songwriting and uh, my singing, you know, please look much like my Duck Hodges <laughs> jersey. This will be something that you will have to savor in small doses and somehow sell for a larger sum of money in the future. But you might not hear that song too many more times. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot of the week. All right, folks. Friday has put together another amazing holiday shot this week. So hold tight, and we'll be right back with the shot of the Shot time, and once again, it is a Christmas shot. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've had the Grinch that stole the playoff shot. We had the Kalua clause as well, and this week it is the insane candy cane. All right, Friday. What's in this shot? In this shot, we have some grenadine. We have some creme creme de menthe creme, creme de menthe. I'm not even sure. <laughs> yeah, I, the, 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 the facial expression you make when you pronounce that <laughs> is very very <laughs> disdainful. Yeah, we have some creme de menthe. That's, I think that's how you say it. Actually, I think that's how you pronounce that. And then we have some Goldschlager uh, right on top of that. And it's a layered shot. It's uh, it looks sort of like a candy cane. There's a candy cane in the picture if you look at it on Instagram and on Twitter. It smells very pepperminty, and that's the flavor I was going for for this can insane candy cane. Insane in the candy cane. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, Ben. Here we go, Cheers. folks. It smells really nice. Ooh, that was ooh wow, sweet and minty. That was actually really good, and it's got a little something else in there. It's very minty. Uh, yeah, the mint is definitely on the finish. It's it's definitely it's staying there. 
It's staying there. It's yeah. uh, it's almost like a, uh, a, a like shot. Scope. Yeah, a, a shot <laughs> of the seventies. A shot of toothpaste. Have almost. some scope. <laughs> oh, scope was, was probably before your time. That was actually pretty good. That was uh, I, I was um, oh, I'm surprised. <sighs> I, I, I thought it was be a lot worse than ooh, that. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Do you have anything left? Very good, very good. Taste the bottom of that. The ooh. sweet mintiness of that little bit at the ooh, bottom yeah. was really, really good. The sweet with the mint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goat's lager flavor is. I'm not sure. I think you just want the grenadine and the 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 creme de mint. Uh, I, I think if you just mix those two together, it'd be a good shot. The Goldschlager adds a little bit of the alcohol to it. So oh, the yeah, Goldschlager sure. is, is the, but but there wasn't that much of it. But go on, that, that was that was pretty good. That was wow. You know, that was. Uh, hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah, so am I. So am I. Yeah, I, was, I was inspired by a couple of searches on on uh, on Google. Just you know, googling um, you know Christmas shots. This was uh, one of them. Uh, I'm not sure you know which which. Um, which liqueurs they use, but with these, you know, the, the brands that we have, this actually came out pretty good. This was, yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, this little bit at the bottom that mm-hmm. mixes sort of the, the, the mm. last of the creme de menthe. That's a nice little, uh, and the last you have a little bit more right there, ben. Sip that down. It's pretty good. I mean, they really go well together. Yeah. The grenadine and the creme de menthe. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I mean, Very it's good. sweet. It's minty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, folks, if you're having a holiday party of any kind, um... I think this would be a shot that I would recommend for sure. Uh, maybe lighter on the Goldschlager. Uh, oh, actually, as Frane begins to sip on yeah, something, yeah, no, uh, this is right here. That, we have a different recommendation or a different taste that we're going to yeah, do. We've never had one of these on the this show. week that we have never done before in honor of the holiday season. Frane, tell us what we are about to taste before we <laughs> do our I bourbon wish, or rye or ask. Uh, I wish review. I knew what I was tasting right here, Ben. I'm not sure which alcohols are mixed into this eggnog, but this was an eggnog um, that was created by one of our former guest hosts on the show, Alex. He's a, a 49ers fan. Um and, uh, you know, if, if you listen to that podcast, I can't remember exactly which episode it was. It might have been 48 or 47 or so. He was the guy that you could barely hear on the podcast because he was kind of shy uh, on the podcast. But this uh, eggnog that he has created, um, it's been aging for about a year now. Wait, wait, wait. What? It, it's been aging in his fridge. This is news to me. You didn't. I didn't mention didn't that mention to you. That I didn't mention that, that to you earlier when you took a I assumed you mixed it up this week and sent it over here. But it smells... It's been aging for terrible. a year? It doesn't smell very good. It's been good. aging for a year. Dairy, not, dairy it, that's been aging it for a year. It does okay. not smell that good. It really... It, I mean... The, uh, oh, man. It, I mean, not it, everything has to age for a year, Alex. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure. I mean, you said there's... You, you could kind of like get that 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 scent of rum. Oh, I can taste. It. I can smell the alcohol when I. I'm yeah, not I haven't sure tasted exactly it yet, but I can smell the alcohol for sure. What else is in there? But it is it is a creamy eggnog. It is very creamy. It's cold outside. Thank God. If it was if it was if it was hot outside, if it was warm outside, um, this might have spoiled uh, <laughs> right out here doing it, the podcast. Or it just might have spoiled. It, it maybe maybe it is spoiled. Um, but I don't, I don't think he would give us a so, spoiled uh, no. a spoiled. Well, he said he said he's tried it. He hasn't gotten sick from it. Oh, that's and, that's not reassuring. And uh, it is thick. It is thick. Um, there's a clump in it right there as I as I'm looking at it and stirring it in the cup. It's in the 40s but, outside, so yeah. I think it's good. I'm gonna give it a little bit of a of a taste here. I didn't know you could ferment eggnog for a year. 
Well, we're going to find out, though. I think the alcohol kills anything else that's in it. So whatever is growing inside of it, whatever sort of bacteria that I was even thinking of growing Wait, so inside. Where has this been for the last year? In his fridge. <laughs> in, his, <laughs> in his garage? In his garage fridge, I'm sure, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't put this stuff in, in the your house. house fridge. Not if you want to stay married. No. <laughs> All right. Been. What do you think? And we burned the eggnog in the in the fire. By the way, we were just gonna actually like grate a little bit of uh, eggnog or n- nutmeg on top of the egg eggnog. Uh, we but Ben accidentally burned it in the fire. That's well, true. It was my fault because I put the bag out here. <laughs> anything that comes outside that's paper or that could burn, Ben burns it. <coughs> so the smell is not good. The flavor and the initial sort of flavor that you get from it is not that great. But once it goes down. It's not that bad. It's creamy. It has... It's actually pretty good. Sort of a... I wouldn't say a strong alcohol sort of flavor to it. Only on the entry, though, not on the Yeah, finish. but then on the finish, it's it's kind of nice and smooth. On the finish, it's very creamy. A little spicy, but not much. But yeah. there are some... There is some spice in here. So for puking tomorrow morning no this is actually we know. really really good i mean homemade eggnog i didn't know it was even possible uh-huh. this is eh, now that i drink it it's actually pretty good not bad not bad the creaminess, the creaminess i think if you don't it. smell it and you only drink it mm-hmm. if you plug your nose and you just <laughs> you don't you don't get that initial feeling that it's going to be too um you know the alcohol is going to be overwhelming yeah. It's really actually pretty good. I might finish this. Yeah, I think you will. I think I probably <laughs> will, Alex. You're on your way. You're on your way to finish it. Still taking a sip? <sighs> That's good. Do you mind yeah. if I... You want this? Let me just have one more sip. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just took a small sip of it. It's good. I have a whole jar in the fridge. I'm going to fight Franny for this about an hour from now. It's good, it has, right? Has a little, yeah, it has a little bit of spice at the end. You know, It kind of gives you a little pinch at the back of the throat. I'm not sure what's in it though. So eggs and nog. <laughs> I'll have um, Alex send me all the ingredients. Maybe we can try to get next week. It'll be aged for another week. <coughs> but we got to get him over here but to tell us the what, ingredients yeah, know, in the right? next few weeks. Well, I mean, it's good and, and good and bad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe right after the Niners lose to the there Seahawks in are. the playoffs. There you are, Ben. Mm. Good stuff. All right, Friday, what's <laughs> next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week, which is a, another whiskey from High West. It is the American Prairie Bourbon. All right. We have the American Prairie Bourbon from High West. Uh, this is uh, one of a bunch of different offerings that we have tried from High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. American Prairie Bourbon is named after the American Prairie Reserve, a group working to create the largest wildlife reserve in the lower 48 states. High West Distillery is passionate about American West's natural beauty. That's why we want, or they want, to raise awareness of one of the most fantastic projects of the time, the American Prairie Reserve in northeastern Montana. Uh, this is a really, really interesting offering. Uh, the technical details of this is, this whiskey is 
Uh, the filtration is not chill. It's filtered or carbon treated. Uh, they won't tell us what the ratio of the whiskeys are, but it is a blend of straight bourbons. The alcohol by volume is 46%. Uh, it's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys aged from 2 to 13 years, although they won't tell us which bourbons they have blended. Uh, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley malt from MGP. 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley from undisclosed sources. Other whiskey components are undisclosed due to contractual reasons. Uh, the barrel type is new charred white American oak. The sensory notes. This is what we really want now. It's a light caramel on the nose with sweet vanilla. The taste is rich and earthy on the palate with a well-balanced flavor of candy corn, honey, nougat, and sweet corn. Also, bread biscuits come through. The finish is vanilla with a hint of caramel apple. Uh, the product reviews and awards that this particular bourbon has received. They had a silver medal for the bourbon. Whiskies of the World 2015. They had a double gold medal at the 50 Best 2015. And they received 92 points from the tasting panel. Uh, Franny, do you want to give this particular bourbon a taste? Yes, I do, Ben. All right, let's do it. Cheers to you, Ben. All right, let's give it a... Oh, Franny's got a his whole swirl, nose in there. A little swirl. Uh, yeah, you can... A little bit of cinnamon in there. Oh, you can smell the alcohol, though. It's a high proof. It's a 92, you said? Cinnamon, honey... A little bit of woody flavor coming through. I can smell the sweetness, smell. too. The sweetness and the alcohol come through on the nose. A little bit of an initial burn going down the spices. Oh, the burn on the, on the, on the entry is, yeah. is, is pretty high. Some spices hitting the back of your throat right there, but... Mm. Uh, it is earthy. Hmm. I don't get the earthiness. It's got a, I mean, the, I, I don't know if I can separate the earthiness from the alcohol burn, but I believe that some of that's burn and some of that is a little bit of an earthy note. Slight. It is sweet, though. I, I mean, candy corn, honey nougat, sweet corn. There yeah, is has, a sweetness to it. Has it has a slight, a slight sweetness, but it's not overpowering. Finishes with a little bit of a creaminess, a little bit of spiciness. I get a little bit of cinnamon coming through. Um, I could definitely taste the vanilla on the finish. Nice little, nice little spice still at the back of your throat. Peppery. The sweetness. Slightly. I mean, it's sweet, but it's not overwhelmingly so. Yeah. But the burn on the on the the initial on yeah. the initial taste mm -hmm. is intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they lower the proof, maybe a little bit there. <laughs> it might lighten the the intensity of that initial burn. Because I feel like it's it good. almost I mean, overwhelms the finish. That is true. That is true. The, the entry kind of burns the front of your tongue just a little bit. But going down, it's, it's fairly smooth. I mean, it, it seems like something that you can sit back and... and, and uh, it's got and legs. Sip on. We, haven't had, we haven't had a bourbon on the show, I think, for a while. We've had a couple of rise um with that cognac as well um 
So this is this is you know refreshing to have a, a little bit of a, a different sort of um, whiskey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has legs. I mean, you could tell there's a sweetness to it because mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, it, it's it's carrying on the the edges of the glass or the side of the glass as I as I move it around the glass. But there's there's no like. But that burn of, is pretty intense on the on the initial taste. No sort of wow factor though. I mean, no, you know, it's like. It it tastes like a bourbon should. It's smooth, you know. There, there's there's a little bit of complexity there. A little bit, but it's not one of the best that we've had. What was the other high west we tasted? We had at least two. Uh, of them. It was it was the high west rye. I, I can't remember the rye that it was. I'm not I'm not sure what what offerings of rye they have. It was one of their ryes. I would say that one because you I mean, like that one. That one was good. That one. That one was. That one was actually really good. Uh, but I think we just sort of have um, an affinity for rise. I think our taste profile is more geared towards rise than it is towards bourbons. I think so. Yeah, I, I, think, so. I think so. There's just there's something missing in this. You know, I mean, you, you get that that the bitterness, the complexity. Yeah, but this one you don't really. You know, you get that initial burn a little bit um, going down. You get a little bit of spice, a little you bit for of a while. you know, a little bit of creaminess to it as well. But uh, it's nothing, you know, spectacular. It's a good whiskey. It's a good bourbon, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, I wish. I just wish that initial burn didn't hang with you as long as it does. Mm. I mean, I wish it sort of went away and gave way to some of the more complex flavors on the finish. But it mm. just the 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 burn of the initial alcohol hangs with me right through the end of it. Mm. It's no hard bag. And the smell is pretty soft too. I mean, there's not not much coming through. Just I mean, a little get, bit of a burn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, when I smelled it initially, I I, I could tell it was a higher proof mm-hmm. than we were used to. I mean, typically, I think we're in the eighty well, I mean, to eighty five range. Yeah. Well, and this I mean, is up in the nineties, forty six percent. So it's I mean, forty six percent alcohol. It's, you know, it's a little bit higher, but it's up there. So yeah. Franny, if you were going to rate this on a bourbon scale from one being the worst bourbon you ever had in your life. And a ten being the best bourbon you ever had in your life, where would you put this bourbon? I'd say maybe a six. Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna put it at about a five, I Ooh. think. <laughs> well, we had the barrel dovetail that was amazing. That one was also very high. The Woodford, high the Woodford Reserve was not bad for the price point. The Eagle Rare was. Really, really good. Right, and you were you were a huge fan of the Jim uh, Beam. Yeah, <laughs> the Jim Beam. All right, yeah. fine, fair enough. But that one, I mean, it, but even the old fairness, granddad, it, even the old granddad one fourteen. Yeah, yeah, was pretty good. There was just more flavors there, more complex. I just feel like it was more. To more think about. Maybe yeah, it's the making it in Utah as opposed to Kentucky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mean, So it has the initial burn, little soft, goes down easily. I mean, these drink, but you know, nothing, nothing spectacular. I mean, it's it's it is uh, something that's highly rated. So I expect a little bit more from it, maybe. But um, no, it's it's good, not great. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board. Ben is our beer of the week from El Segundo Brewing Company. Yet another offering from them. We've enjoyed their last two. This is the third one. I'm sure we'll enjoy this one as well. I don't have any doubt about that. Hold tight. We'll be right back with an offering from El Segundo Brewing Company. (music) 
All right, Ben, I'm sure you have some information. Or do you have some information? From of Mr. course, <laughs> of course. Not much information on their website, so this would be a little bit of a, a note to the company themselves. Uh, a little bit more information on your website would probably help all of us out. But this is the El Segundo Brewing Company Mayberry IPA. They actually were reviewed by the revered Los Angeles Times. Or Los Angeles Times. And from the Los Angeles Times. Don't make the mistake of thinking that all India Pale Ales taste the same or that the pungent citrus and pine signature of so many IPAs is the only flavor profile that these bitter, bitter brews can manifest. Brewers have dozens of hop varieties at their disposal, with new cultivars being developed each season, and individual varieties can be as disparate as apples and oranges. Mosaic is one particular, particularly beleaguering hop variety that is used to create or used to great effect by El Segundo Brewing Company in their Mayberry IPA. Mayberry demonstrates a melange of tropical fruit aromas and flavors from the brightness of pineapple and citrus zest to the more earthy flavors of guava and even a distinct blueberry twang. There's an assertive bitterness that lingers on the palate and enough subtle malt character to provide contrast to the pervading hop character. But that luscious hoppy essence is the core of the Mayberry IPA. The brew was first introduced in late 2013, that we didn't know, but the limited availability of the Mosaic hops meant that Mayberry IPA saw only scattered releases through the through last year. El Segundo Brewing Company has committed to the brand and made the IPA a year-round release for 2015 through 2019, and the beer is available in 22-ounce bottles on tap around Los Angeles. The intense aroma, and also you can get it in a bottle around the country. The intense aroma and subtly sweet palate of the ale make it a brilliant accompaniment to the chili dusted mango from one of Los Angeles street side fruit vendors. The style, 7.2% by volume. That's a pretty good mm-hmm. alcohol content for an IPA. The <laughs> price is about $9 for a 22 ounce bottle around town. Uh, and you can find it at the tap room at 140 Main Street, El Segundo, California. Uh, and you can also find it at bars around Los Angeles, but you can also find it in the bottle around the country. But you want to give this a flavor taste? Yeah. I mean, just smell it, though, man. It smells so good. I mean, it smells hoppy. It smells piney. A little bit of mango coming God, through. that smells good. Holy My God, shit. yeah. It does smell so good. God, that's good. <laughs> that's a, one of the best smelling beers I think we've oh, had man, on the show. Oh, man, I could just sit here and sniff this like I am right now. And it smells fresh. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's a really, really... Uh, cheers, Ben. Cheers. Uh, actually, I want... Last week, I think... I asked you to pour some of this in a glass for me. The last El Segundo, because it smelled... Well, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do oh, that. Oh, okay. We got a glass right there. But it smelled... <laughs> It smelled so good last week, the last El Segundo offering, that I wanted it in a glass rather than in a bottle. And the same thing is happening with this one. Mm. So the, the the nose is amazing in these beers. Let's taste it. Mm. Mm. I already did. Oh, wow. It just fills your whole mouth with wow. hoppy happiness and... A little bit of like that fruit, maybe mango, like they said, pineapple. That's really, um, really good. Just coats your entire mouth and 
and and it, the finish lingers with you. It has that bitterness right at the back of your tongue. If you're looking for a really good IPA, oh, wow. wow. And it's mm. so fresh. The taste is so fresh. Yeah, yeah, it is. I taste the mango. I taste the bitterness. I taste the citra hops. Wow. That is... Like the one that we had last week, um, which one Which one was that? The citra. The citra. That one, mm. it had an initial, you know, sort of IPA bitterness, and it kind of disappeared, uh, whereas as this one... This one sticks with you for a little bit longer, and you have that those little sour notes sort of at the back of your at the back of your tongue. It's 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 good. It's good. I really like this one. I might like the one from last week a little bit more because that it's one had a little bit more. It had a crisp finish, and I I, I do enjoy of a crisp. I, I do enjoy crispiness at the end. Um, this, this is one a little has, bit more bitter. Yeah, a little bit kind of sticks with you a little bit longer. Forward. Yeah, but this is definitely a solid. IPA. Very good. I mean, everything from El Segundo so far, El Segundo Brewing Company has been excellent. This is this is really good. Mm. But even though it's not as heavy on the citrus, I mean, it still tastes really, really fresh. Mm-hmm. Even out of the bottle. It, it, it came and the bottle not, choice by it came El Segundo, from they, have the, they, have the, they have the short boy bottle, the, the yeah. stocky bottle, like a red stripe red type stripe, bottle. Yep. And that's a really good choice. Uh, in this in this particular line, because you don't get a lot of IPAs in this in this shape bottle. It smells so good, though. I mean, the smell of this is probably the best beer that I've ever smelled in my life. I mean, this thing is it's delicious. I mean, it smells really it smells good. delicious. It smells really good. Ah, really good choice. So so far, I think uh, they have one more. I think they have one more at Total Wine. I'm gonna see if uh, maybe I can pick that up. Maybe next week, but that I mean, all all of these have been good so far. Or I'll just call El Segundo Brewing Company and see if we can do the podcast mm. from there. Mm. That's good. That is some good, good stuff. We'll do right a there. playoff podcast from the mm. Brewing Company tap room. Uber it for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this is more my style. The Citra was a little bit more refreshing. Well, you'll have it on Christmas. More, more. Uh, <laughs> I did get more warm of it. weather. This one is. I mean, this would be the beer that I would pick up at the bar, or on the, sip on, or just yeah. to grab it you all to have at home. I mean, this is a if you're gonna have one beer with dinner, maybe yeah. two beers with dinner. This is a really good choice, Friday. Yeah, very good, man. How would you rate this from a scale one being the worst beer you ever had? In your I would life, have to say this is to a ten, the best beer you ever had in your life. I would say this is nine, right up there with. Uh, I mean, a ten would. Would be you know you know I'm not even sure what a ten is actually I think we had a ten I think it was that French one that we had that was also very good El Bocaron uh, that one's also very El Bocaron that one was also a very good one this one I would say a nine I mean this is a very good beer all of the El Segundo beers that we've tried so far have been delicious I agree I would put this right up there mm-hmm. as a number Man. nine mm-hmm. this is about as good as it gets for an IPA with the complexity and the variety of hops. But the complexity of the nose, the complexity of the flavors. Yeah, the nose. Mm. And the complexity mm-hmm. on the finish. I mean, it hangs with you, but not in a way that's bothersome. You just kind of enjoy the flavors that are coming through. You know? Oh, this is a really, mm. really good beer. Mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. We're really happy to taste uh, different beers every single week, different bourbons, scotches, ryes every single week. Uh, and this week we got lucky. 
We had a really, really amazing beer. So please, this is not an advertisement. We do not receive a dime from El Segundo Brewing Company, but we really, really recommend it. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Something we don't have time for. Well, next up on the big board, Ben, we have the betting corner, but you went through some of your, uh, yeah, your bets. We went yeah, through you went through some picks. of that already. And, and we're about two hours and a half through. I think that's pretty good. That's so a solid probably, podcast right there. We're probably, you know, those of you that have held with us this long uh, don't need to hear Franny and I, or especially me, ramble on about many of the picks for this week. It was pretty hard to find some gambling picks for this particular week because there are so many games among teams that are absolutely eliminated from the playoffs. And some of the playoff teams, San Francisco disappointed me tonight. They were supposed to win <laughs> or lose by at least six points. Uh, but so we'll uh, we'll probably forego the betting corner for this week. So, Franny, what's next up on the big board after that? Next up on the big board, Ben, to finish up the show, we have some housekeeping. All right, all right. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busbrow.com, with all your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. We're on Pandora, people. CastBox. CastBox. Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review, a five-star review, as Franny said. Leave a five-star review or listen to someone else, I think was <laughs> Franny's advice. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. Again, that's podcastthirstinggoal, one word, at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may play your voicemail on the show. Please also follow us on Franny's amazing Instagram account with the photographs that will change you forever. Yeah, thanks, Ben. At Thirstand. <laughs> and on my Twitter account where I do something at Goal Thirst. Franny, what say you? Thank Three you, days away Thank, from Christmas and yes. also the holiday season for everyone yes. else. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And New Year's is coming up. It's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. We'll probably do a little bit of a New Year's Eve micro episode if we, Maybe. Can, if we can burst Maybe. it out there. If we're not, if we're not too uh, loaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will uh, we'll give you our, our review of Anderson Cooper and how he handles... <laughs> The New Year's Eve, yeah, bash definitely not that in uh, Times Square. But seriously, folks, we really appreciate Thank all of you. you listening to our show. It's cold outside. I don't know how they do that. Lambo. It's freezing. It's freezing, and it's the holidays. And we hope all of you and all of your family, regardless of what you are going through or what is happening in your your life. Uh, have a happy holiday season, and we love all of our listeners, and we love you all. So thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week. 